Benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. And, oh, man. <laughs> and my name is Dan Scully, and um, shout out to my main man, Dick Nose! Oh, he's back, baby. He's back in our lives big time. Uh, if you've listened to our show before, uh, you know that uh, earlier this year, Dan and I went to see, what movie? Was, oh, The Belco, Belco Experiment. Experiment. And then couldn't remember any of The Belco Experiment literally minutes after we got out of the theater because we saw a man that had a dick... For a nose. And it was weird at first. It was like, was that a collective... Cause it, I thought we hallucinated it Exactly, because the dude's nose is not a nose. It's not a nose. It's a dick. It's a dick. It's not like a nose that's shaped not, like a dick. No, it's not a dicky nose. It's a... It, it's a yeah. It, it's a dick, whereas his nose, nose should, should be. Nose should be, yeah. And uh, thankfully, we saw him before <laughs> the movie today. Uh, we saw him in the exact same place on a Saturday at noon, which I think is exactly like pretty close to when we saw him last. We both made eye contact with the we. That's the, man. the thing that I am uh, yeah. most terrified of now is this time, Dick. We we both saw him again simultaneously from afar. We're deep in conversation and immediately started bad. Yep, just saying random shit until we could get out of earshot. But which who knows what he has for ears. <laughs> and <laughs> before we could get out of earshot, though, he turned and looked us both directly in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm afraid I may live a, a shorter lifespan now and, and was cursed by the dick nose. I feel like I, li- I am now cursed with living a longer life, but a life that is imbued with the knowledge that a man with a dick for a nose exists. And that's the thing. Now we town. know now that we a know. man with a dick for a nose exists. Nobody was... shares two hallucinations Mm-mm. unless they're in a cult. Yeah, exactly. And we are not. And this is clearly not a cult. Mm-mm. Who would argue such a thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just spouting our ideas to I you guys, hoping that you'll we... follow us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe we saw him again. I, it, ble- yeah. I, it seriously like rocked my. It turned my whole day like went topsy turvy as soon as I saw him. Yeah, it's what's. It's weird to talk about because I don't know where to begin with it. Well, it almost. Fe- I don't. I don't want to make fun of the man. No, no. Like, that's the thing. It's a physicality thing. And and so I don't want to make fun of him for having a dick where his nose should be, but it needs to be said out loud that the man has a dick where his nose should be. I looked at it, like, since I knew to expect it, and I knew that this was dick nose, Uh I, like, looked right at it so I could take it all in. Uh And that, like... It like medusa my soul a little bit. Exactly. But at the same time, I also looked away and refused to look back almost immediately after <laughs> I embraced it because it, it was like all I needed was confirmation. Yeah. And man, I feel like I got too much confirmation. I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but I it looked was... away right at that cusp where I was uh-huh. like, ah, I, I waited too long. I stared, I looked at the sun too long. Yeah. It's the, the dude, his nose is a dick. It, yes. No, it's not, though. He has a dick where his nose should be. Yes, yeah. It's it's not a, a dicky nose. It's, yeah. a, it's a dick where his nose should be. He's got olfactory glands in his old dick. Yep. And he's got a nose in his, presumably, in his, his pants. pee-pee area. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you yeah. think he pees boogers? Ooh. Or sneezes pee? <laughs> <laughs> Sneezing pee is a really funny image That would be the worst. Yeah. That would be worse than if someone sneezed and got boogies on you. Yeah. And they just got peepees on you. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you, oh yeah. Can you imagine if every time you sneezed it was like the length and volume of a pee? Yeah. Oh my God. 
That would be. It would be satisfying, I yeah. imagine, yeah. to physically do it. But it would also, you know, that's that's a great way to become a. Uh, What's the word? An outcast. Yeah, social pariah. <laughs> yeah, you need to. You're going to be on the the fringes of society. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty quickly. Oh yeah. I mean, the only times we've ever seen this guy were Saturday mornings. Yep. Um, when he was doing some sort of like He's car repair, his car just doing, both times. Yeah, just doing. Because uh, like when I think of a guy with a dick nose, uh-huh. I, I can't believe this is how we're starting mm-hmm. this. I think of remember in Under the Skin. Yes. When she picked up the guy who had severe physical deformities. Yes. And he told the story about how he only goes out at night mm-hmm. because he doesn't like to be looked at and yep. he doesn't want to scare people. Yep. It's it's heartbreaking stuff. Yes. And uh, I would assume that that would be the life to live as a dick nosed guy. Indeed. But bright and early on Saturdays. Bright and early on Saturdays. And I, more power to him. You know what I like that about him, I think. Yeah, he's probably a cool guy. Yeah, oh. he's just accepted himself. I think I know? lost my. Uh, Did you lose your little headphone? Thing. Yep. You lose your little, your little headphone that coming back? There it is. Yeah. It's funny because uh, oftentimes, as as a man, I'm accused of thinking with my dick, uh-huh. and and always when I'm accused of that, it is a correct accusation. <laughs> it's it, it's one that I can very rarely refute. Yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to loosely construct some sort of a Two thinking with Sam your dick follow and a your follow nose. your nose joke. <laughs> yes, okay. So you're on the same page. I couldn't figure out a way to put it together, so I'll let you guys have fun with that. It's like the, um, uh, maybe it's someone who hasn't actually encountered a dick nose will be able to construct a better yeah, joke like, out of yeah, it. Make an objective joke. It is a is black hole that sucks all of my comedic abilities into it. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Well, so yeah, same thing happened where we were <laughs> yeah. walking. Uh, as soon as we saw it, it was just, and the joke every time we pass this path is, I wonder if Dignos is going to be there. Yep. Fully expecting it to never happen, never happen again. again. And there he was. There he was. But you said this. Yep. Luckily, this happened before, before Thor. The movie. So that Thor acted as a dick nose palate cleanser. Indeed. As opposed to the, the dick nose. Just erasing my memory a, of. A, yeah, memory eraser. Yeah. <laughs> it just fucks into my brain and scrapes out all of the movie thoughts. I can't pull the name. The Neuralizer. I was trying to pull the mm. name of the Men in Black Mind Eraser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's, that's the, crazy. That's what a dick nose is. And you it's know, if I had Ray Bans on, I would still see the dick nose. It's better than the neuralizer. <laughs> yeah, there's no, sh- there's no shielding yourself from it. Mm-mm. Impossible. So uh, he's real, ladies and gentlemen. He is real. And we you can find it. us on the internet. Yes. At I like to movie on Twitter. On all of you do this part. You're better at it. Oh, you know I like to things. movie on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash I like to movie. It's the numeric two and all of that. You can email us. I like to movie at gmail.com. Recommend some movies to us. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. Uh, I'd actually like to make a call to our listeners to email us about what they thought of our Videodrome episode, since that has suddenly become our most downloaded episode. It went from being uh. our least downloaded to our most downloaded episode, since we keep recommending it to people. And now I'm just curious to get some feedback from listeners. I wonder if we just got like a sudden surge of just niche fans. I know. I'm I'm curious. I just went through our back catalog and was like, yo, that because that's that is one of those movies that like you say, oh, Videodrome, and the right crowd people go, I think I heard that name, right. but you know, a, a niche crowd is like, yo. Exactly. I'm curious if that means like some of our listeners had not seen it before, watched it, and listened to our episode about it. Like, email us. Mm. Tell us tell us what you thought of it. If it was your first experience with it or what, uh, I'd be curious. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, rate us, and uh, leave us a review there. We like to read those too. I'll throw this out there. If we're doing a video drone mission, yeah. If you don't like video drone, oh, yeah, explain it to me. Yeah, please. Because I get it. Like, I get yeah. why it would not be likable, mm. but I love it so much. I would love to hear. Specifically, what it is about video drama that, that rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, that's I like to movie at gmail.com, numeric two. Let us know what you thought about video drum because I am very curious now that everybody's been driving to that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. And uh, 
you should have just heard uh, last week or the week before, depending on how long it yeah, takes us to get this up. This. Uh, our interview with Sean Baker, director of uh, writer director of uh, the Florida Project. I wanted to call it the Summer Project for some reason. <laughs> uh, which uh, we just, I want to thank Sean again for uh, being on the show. It was uh, a huge opportunity for us, and he was very generous to us, which was uh, great. And uh, email us yeah. about that too. Tell us what you thought of the interview. Go see that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, see that movie. Go see that shit. And it's expanding like pretty rapidly. Actually, it mm-hmm. seems like people are going out to it, and so it's getting more cities. So look for that coming to a theater near you because it is really worth seeing. And I, I think it's pretty much a lock for my end of year list. Oh, I, it's without a doubt going to be on my yeah. end of year list. Yeah. Although you know what, <laughs> I keep saying that yeah. I've been trying to like put together a Bobo end mm-hmm. of year list mm-hmm. in my head, and. It's weird because the first half of the year, like there was a lot of good things. I really yeah. liked Train Spotting. I really mm-hmm. liked uh, Logan and stuff. Like there was a lot yeah. of good stuff. And I, at the same time, though, I was kind of underwhelmed with the first Agreed. half of the year. I did not feel like there was anything that blew me away. Yeah, I didn't. Twenty sixteen like... started with like The Witch and yeah. stuff, where I was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And you know, this we got like a disappointing Fast Family. Yeah. We got just you know, it just didn't. And th- the last couple weeks, I've just seen so many like deeply great movies yeah so it's i'm very excited big, for yeah. a lot of what you got to see at the film festival to start hitting like ritz and stuff so yeah. i can see some of it a lot of the stuff like that won't come out till next year i think i'm just gonna leave off my list that's a good I idea shot myself in the foot with raw oh that's true for, yeah because that's out this year and yeah and people are talking about list. it yeah. And, yeah i yep. just wanted to gloat what can yeah, i say yeah, yeah it's got to see it first yeah but no i really just uh there's uh there's a lot of good stuff. I think the fall is going to be really exceptional mm. this year. The fall that is almost over, yeah, yeah, it's yeah be really yeah, exceptional. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Actually, we're we're moving into winter movie season here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, end of year, which God, is now Star Wars fucking, season. Yes, which yeah, we got to see like the new trailer for that on the big screen today, and that was awesome. Oh, I hadn't yeah. seen it yet. I had been avoiding it, and I was real. I cannot wait for this movie. <laughs> it's There's be just so like good. there were shots in the trailer that I was like, oh. Yeah, Ryan Johnson directed oh, this he, movie. It's like a classic. Like, there's classic drama being yeah. applied to Star Wars. Yeah, to it, a Star Wars. Exactly. I, I just, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I, and it's crazy too. Like, I, I guess when I came, I know when I came to Star Wars as a kid, it was before I was old enough to sex object Princess Leia. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And then later in life, I, I guess I just had a different taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess uh, how should I put it? I never thought of my. I, I don't want to say I was always at arm's length from the character, yeah. But it was just you know, I, of course, I'm going to go in as a young boy and yeah. identify with Luke and Han and yeah. all that. And then it's only now like that it is baked into our culture. Star Wars. It. it uh, sorry, my headphones being weird. I'm just oh, that's fine. These. Take them off. Uh, now that it's like baked into our culture. It never occurred to me how much I really do care about Princess Leia right. until they show. Uh, they show her face, General Leia. Yeah. They show Carrie Fisher there, and it just hits you like, oh, this is like her swan song. Yeah, and, I know. And, you know, and of course, after her death, we learn just about her impact on Hollywood was yep. infinitely greater Best. than you could ever imagine. And it's like, shit, she touched everything I love. Yeah. Yep. It's so wild. And just the fact that her swan song ends up being a Star War is mm. like really dramatic like just almost dramatic irony in its own way that like mm-hmm. weighs heavy on me it, yeah i was Wouldn't thinking the cool same if thing they use the wiz khalifa song oh at the my end of it. god that was so you good. just see two x-wings flying yeah. off into space and they Seven part ways you take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tie fighters yeah it was pretty good though <laughs> 
There's the Tie Fighter sound has always been something that irritated me. Oh, really? So, not irritated, but like anytime I like everyone knows the Tie Fighter sound. I know like, because there's this very specific sound to it. Yeah. Like if you said, uh, you know, what if you had a whole bunch of plane noises and they were all different, had them all pass by me, said which one was the Tie Fighter? I know, know which one was the. I know. But if you said which one was the. B fifty two. I don't know if that is that a thing. Yeah, yep. I know it's a band. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yes, it's a bomber. Yeah, I which think. yes, it's a. Um, <laughs> they did a uh, Love Shack. Yep. Yeah, I would never be able to Rock name Lobster, the plane, baby. but everyone names the Tie Fighter. I know it's. Uh, I mean, that is shout out to possibly some of the best sound design ever in the history of movies. Star mm-hmm. Wars. It just it, that is all recognizable sounds. I think this should be our entry point. Yeah, please. Because one of the things about Star Wars that I think is held true through all of them, including the prequels. Yeah. That. Um, that has become my biggest issue with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are talking about Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok today. Yeah. <laughs> is the Star Wars visual brand yes. is ever shifting, but mm-hmm. it is very much a specific look. Yeah. Um, you know, New Hope looks different from Phantom Menace. Sure but does. There is a common link of Star Wars, and the Star Wars of uh, the the sandbox that they play in leaves room for imaginative design. Yeah. But you're standing on the shoulders of these giant designs. Whereas yeah. I think the MCU almost just seems like a a blank wash of design. It's it, amorphous. It's, yeah. It's it it and there is like I know what a Thor looks like. Yep. I know what a Guardians looks like. But there's just something about them that is very samey in a visual sense yep. that has hurt the last few for me. And they can also kind of be whatever they need to be per movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Which which actually does hurt the sort of distinctly that is Thor, distinctly mm-hmm. that is Captain America. You know, they don't, they feel samey because they kind of just morph depending on what movie we're watching, you mm-hmm. know? They can be slightly different. You know, if they're, they're trying to go for a more gritty World War look, that's what the costumes will look like. But mm-hmm. if we're going to do a space opera, then that's what those costumes will look like, it, you know? Um, yeah, they're, I really am getting so tired of the Marvel thing, which brings us to Thor Ragnarok, which I think basically plays this weird balancing act of still feeling like a samey Marvel movie. I don't think it escaped that, but also kind of goes, yeah, but fuck Marvel movies. Who cares? Yeah, like yeah. this, this one, let's just have a ball. And I liked, I loved that about it. I actually really liked Ragnarok a lot. But I did too. It's, it didn't escape that samey. Marvel vibe, just I, I couldn't escape it, I, and I don't, I can't even put my finger on it with this one. There's a certain, I I think it might even come down to the color scheme, because whereas this Agreed. did have like the bright arcade style stuff, yep. but like if I close my eyes and just tried to picture the palette of it, it's identical to the Spider-Man yes. Homecoming palette. Yeah. It, it's they all the same. All kind have of stuff. that washed out televisual look, and you know they do look like different movies. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's there's something about it that like when. Like uh, phase one, yep. we had what looked like a 90s action movie, yep. The Incredible Hulk. We had Iron Man, which kind of established the MCU brand. Yes. We had Thor, which went, they got Kenneth fucking Brand on. Yeah, it was very they were Shakespearean. Trying to make it to be just in tune with the idea that he is a Greek god. Yes. Um, you know, and they all had sort of a different thing, but yeah. as we and started were shot dipping on film into, at that point, and they were shot on film, and then they started dipping into where we combined them for the Avengers. Yeah. And then. As Cap's story kind of follows that Avengers thing, yep. it started to spread out that bland, samey look because they're all so hell-bent on connecting. Yes. If something looked so wildly different, it would have to be a Guardians where you go, oh, no, that's actually in a separate universe <laughs> yeah. that's under the MCU umbrella. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's 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 the, it's the hardest thing because that's the problem with things like the MCU is that it all does work. Yes. 
and it's the first time we're doing it. So yep. what we're seeing as cracks in the formula yep. are it's the first time anyone's seeing these cracks. Yes. So it's tough to criticize. Yeah. But on a like entertainment level, it, it does work. It does work. It absolutely works. But and just, I wonder it, what the trade is. It starts to feel functional, I think, is the thing, right? Like it starts mm. to feel like, oh yeah, they figured out that this works. So let's just keep doing the thing mm-hmm. that works. Which is what is somewhat impressive about Ragnarok is it does throw some of the this is what works like right out the window. Um, in favor of just like let's just fucking be silly, you know, mm. and I I love that about it. Yet it still is kind of going like, all right, and here's the pieces we have to pick up because of what came before, and here's a couple more pieces we got to lay out because of what's going to come next. It just can't escape that weird formulaic thing that they they just are constantly doing and churning up. Mm. The, the the you and I talked about this a lot. I think this is a good place to start with. If we're gonna, crit- I, I would like to praise this movie as oh, much yeah, as we it can. It is but really fucking yeah. good. That's uh, we'll get to some praise. I think yeah. probably you and I want to lay out just because we're just because I want to get it over with. Yeah, I just want to get some of these. I'm washing movies. the dick nose out of my mouth. Exactly. Uh, the Doctor Strange sequence is a great example of like it's honestly wholly no unnecessary to, to this movie. Yeah. And fucking Benedict Cumberbatch sucks as Doctor Strange. He sucks as Doctor. And Strange. I like Benedict Doc- Benedict Doctor Cumberbatch. Uh, Eggs Benedict Cucumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a bit. I do really like him, but he sucks as Doctor Strange. It's. I think that comes down to one. I think he's miscast. Yes, he's not offensively miscast. No, he no. does look it. He is pulling it off. I think he sucks at it, but I, I just think that Doctor Strange. I, I liked that movie. I thought visually it was really incredible. It's one of the better looking savvy, movies, yeah. But it's one of the be- they really got creative with it. Mm-hmm. But it, like the Doctor Strange character was yeah. such a rush job to yeah. get us to the MCU that I like. I don't know anything about him as as a character, no. except that he is in a Doctor Strange costume. Yeah, he didn't feel like you know like when Tony Stark shows up in these movies. Granted, he's in like all of them. Yeah. So we at this point we know a lot more about. But I feel like even after the first Iron Man. He pops up in any movie after that. I know exactly who that guy is. Mm-hmm. I know what his agenda is. I get his point of view and where he's coming from. I don't know fucking shit about Doctor Strange. I have no idea. What was his function in this? To bring them to to, 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 to bring them to Odin. He knew where Odin was. Okay, okay. I or, just... or I think more specifically, it was he realized Loki had showed back up on Earth and oh, knew that Loki was, had he caused dropped problems. Him into the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's when... Even like, okay, in Civil War, we didn't know Black Panther. Right. Um, when he showed up, though, there was some sort of a sense of I'm going to figure out who this guy is. Like yeah. I, his inclusion felt necessary. Whereas, yeah. and I still haven't met him as a character because his movie's not out yes. yet. Um, I've met Doctor Strange, but I just I feel like I'm already more on board with Black Panther yeah. just because I feel like I know him more. Yeah, there's... they've given me something more meaty. Well, and he's doing this weird anti-charismatic thing yeah. as the character that just does not work for I don't know it just doesn't pop in this it's already this big colorful boisterous charismatic universe it, I don't I don't get why we need to have like a, a void of personality yeah. in the middle of it I don't know what that and he, we we don't we'll never get personality until he's interacting with other heroes right. just because his backstory is pretty garbage yeah yep but even then like in this one he should be I feel like they didn't even try to use him. No. Because Hemsworth clearly has a gift for comedy. Yep. Him and Loki actually have a great rapport. The, yes. They do feel like brothers. Yep. Um, and in this one, my big criticism with Loki is that he never felt mischievous enough being right. the god of mischief. And there's a little... It's still not there. There's yeah, a little bit more in this one. A little bit, yep. You know, he's still, you know, kind of a pathetic emo kid, <laughs> yes, though. Yeah. A formidable force to be reckoned yes, with. Yeah, no love yeah, lost. Yeah. But... Uh, 
I feel like that that scene should have had something to it. Yeah. And the one joke that he played was was just the way he used his power. Yes. So it was which really was very had nothing cool. To do with the performer. It was right. Just a cool exact thing. Yeah. It was it's it so was weird. a fun sequence, but he stinks. And like that is a thing where it's like that doesn't need to be in this movie. It mm-hmm. just does not need to be there. It and uh, and so that's where it's like this movie does still fall victim to the whole Marvel machine thing. Mm-hmm. Is and it's a machine that is now gunning so hard for Infinity War. Yes. I think they do sense that, even though it doesn't show in the numbers, I yeah. think the general consensus is there's a, a light fatigue. Yes. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who's seen all these that's going to stop going. You and I don't hate these. I don't hate we, these. You know. I feel the fatigue. I'm yeah. never going to stop seeing them. Yeah. I, it's just the the contract is written. I've signed it. I it's... feel like I'm watching a TV series at this point. Yes. I think that's really the the where it gets like a little tough for me is like, I'm a movie fan. Like I really mm. like movies, and I, I would prefer for these to feel like big events mm-hmm. and they don't anymore they're just the latest episode yeah ex- exactly and you that's know? what's and and once again it's tough to judge because this is the first time we're doing this ever no one's so ever done there's, this there's no there's nothing to compare no it to so we're trying to figure out where that you know yep. perfect middle ground is yep and now that we're gunning towards and it makes sense that we're gunning towards the infinity yeah. wars because we got to get there we got to yes. close off the story or else it'll become too, it's already too big i almost think they shot themselves in the foot introducing thanos at the end of the first oh, avengers yeah. Because now every now all twenty movies that have been made since then feel like well yeah but obviously this villain is fucking dog shit because yeah. we still didn't get to Thanos yet mm-hmm. I was I was miming a looking at yeah. my watch thing <laughs> as I was saying that for those at home that need the visual yeah. but and uh, this was uh, there's a great review we we'll got a plug Philadelphia yeah. uh, Ryan Silverstein been on the show he wrote a review for oh, yes. Thor he was not he he liked Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. but he was not. Uh, is moved by it because he is a fan of the first two Thor movies. Sure. And I am too. Yeah. One of the things that I liked about them is how different they were and how it's like... They feel like we've got a machine man, we've universe. got magic people. This guy's a literal god. Yeah. To put them all together without comic book logic, yeah. like to have to marry some kind of movie logic to it, seems impossible. Yeah. But in order to get Thor on board for Infinity Wars, which yeah. even in the closing credits of this, it says Thor will return yeah. in Avengers uh, Infinity Wars. Yeah. So, like, it literally says that on screen. Yeah. They cut out all of the Thor mythology. Yes. And that was uh, Ryan's big bugaboo uh-huh. with it, his big bugaboo. Hi, <laughs> Joe Bell. And um, while it didn't hurt me as much because I liked the movie a lot, yeah. I still am upset by the fact that there was a lot of really cool threads up in the air that yeah. they just eliminated. Yeah. There was a cast of characters that are just all dead. Yes. And and, and Jane dumped him. So yeah, she's yeah, yeah, out yeah. too. Natalie Portman is way too important for this shit. I, I will say that I think the way they handled some of that, though, I actually kind of enjoyed. It works in the movie, yeah. but it's upsetting of that we're cutting off on the a grander scheme. Been, you yeah, know? yeah. In the first Thor, they sort of introduced Sif and the other ones I can't yes. name, which yeah, that yeah, yeah. says that's something. part of the problem. Although I can't really name any ancillary characters yeah. outside of the core, but they introduced them, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool." The, the Thor, the Thor fans that yeah. read the comic book were like, "I know these people," yes. and now they've just all been shoved away. Yeah. It's like we just got to get Thor over to the big fight. I so for me, my the thing that I actually I'm kind of okay with that. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, it's functional. It works, and because I actually prefer it this way. I think we are moving to the end game, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. like I feel everybody's kind of got this feeling, and I feel like it's going to be true. Infinity War is going to mean the end of the MCU as we know it, mm-hmm. and it will be quote unquote reboot, not rebooted truly, but the next chapters Something will, will be with different characters mm-hmm. that are our leads. And so, if we're moving to the end of that, do you really give a shit about the Warriors three that are Thor's 
fucking lackeys that have five minutes of screen time apiece in the other Some movies. Do. I know, but but, th- but the butts in the seats y- largely don't exactly. You know, and, and if we're moving the to the end game where we're not going to have a Chris Hemsworth Thor after this anymore, which maybe we will, maybe we won't. But let's, for sake of my argument, let's say that's what the end game is. Right, mm. that's part of the end game is we're not going to have a Chris Hemsworth Thor anymore. You take him out of it. I don't give a fuck about any of the oh, other yeah. stuff that happened in the Thor movies, you know? So it kind of makes sense that I feel like I would imagine I'm speculating now, but I would imagine why TT's thought with that was just like, well, what the, these characters are never going to come back anyway. Yeah, like if exactly. we're moving to the end game, these characters They're are worthless anyway. Yeah. yeah. They have beards and, and everybody, yeah. And everybody's so fucking concerned with continuity in this Marvel universe. Yeah. He had to do something to be like, all right, well, get them out of here. Like, well, I think too, it's, you can't just ignore them because of the nature of these things. To point it at YTD, this was obviously a, a committee made decision, yeah. you know, and his job was to make it work. And yes. I think he did. Yeah. I, what, what I think is, what I would compare it to if I felt it uh, to such a degree, like, I'm a fan of Batman versus Superman. Everyone yes. knows that. I think it's a complete god-awful mess at points. <laughs> yeah. um, but you love it. But it, but I, I think it really works in the ways that it that it claims to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it was, of course, a learning thing. And it, But my biggest problem with it is that the Man of Steel 2 right. that I desperately want is now is lost in the, water. the ether. Yep. And it's because... Because of decisions made mm-hmm. by committee. Yeah. And so this is one that... but Because I have a love for Man of Steel. Yeah. And I liked the Thor movies, but I'm not so married to them yeah, that the same. loss, that snipping those threads is heartbreaking. Right. But I get why that would be pissy. Yeah. one And the one that I would like to have seen more out of was just Loki taking Odin's position on the throne. Yes. It's that seems like a setup for a great story in and of itself. Great story, and it's a great story that would have the pieces of what I love about Thor. Yes, Thor is one of the best representations of of a good guy who has to have male ego check yeah. every once in a yeah. while. Yeah, and to have Loki be pulling the strings as Odin, yeah, as his dad, and kind of making a mockery of being able to manipulate person, Thor. Being able to and, mani- yeah, that that is good drama, but it's great comedy. Yes. And they use it, the reveal in yes, this one, to... It's one great of the funniest scenes in the effect. movies. Great, yeah. couple great cameos. Yeah. But when, at the end of The Dark World, when they showed that, it was dun, dun, dun. It feels like the promise of... Yeah, and yeah. then it goes... I remember, I watched for a short while that show Weeds. Yes. Weeds was a great show for a while. Then it ran out of steam. Uh-huh. And one of the big problems with it was every huge cliffhanger meant nothing yeah um spoiler alert for the end of season one uh-huh. she's a drug dealer right and she's dating a guy and he is a uh, da officer oh okay and at the very end of season one he's like listen nancy i know what you're doing yeah Doom. yeah and then you wait a year and season two starts off he's like i know what you're doing and i am so in love with you that i don't care oh let's God. have another yeah. season yeah. you're like what what, what yeah. the fuck yeah and so i felt a little bit of that where it was like he's Loki's up to no good. And yeah. now it's like, we got to get him back to be, you know, a, yeah. we got we got to Statham, Statham fast aid yes. him into the good guys yeah. again. Well, you know what I did really like, though, about... So I, I don't disagree with your your point about that, but mm. what... This, I think they did it yeah. very well. It was fun. Yeah. It, like, the way they handled it was fun and funny. What I will say about what they did with Loki, and this is almost aside from, from that point, but I actually really liked the way they developed his and Thor's relationship yes, in this movie. Absolutely. Because up until this movie, it has been very much Thor's mission is Loki. Mm. Thor's mission is 
I know there's good inside you. It's literally Luke and Darth Vader. It's yep. like, I know there's good inside you, and I feel like I can bring it out. And I loved that this movie was Thor having to come into this maturity of, you just are who you are. Mm-hmm. And you're my brother, so I love you no matter what. But I- I'm done trying to I'm done trying to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm just whatever you're going to well, do, do it. And also there was, I forget what the specifics of it, but uh, after he has that conversation with Loki where he says like, Listen, like I, I respected you and all that, but now I can expect you to be you, and yeah. I've made peace yeah. with that, you know. And that's that yeah. is a real adult thing. But also, I forget what the specific setup was, but Loki was given a chance for deception and didn't yes. take it. Yes, yeah, and consciously made the decision of like, you know, he he he's still going to be bad. He's still going to do what he does. Yep. But even if his motivation is to be less predictable, yeah, he still realized like, yeah, I am pretty predictable. Yeah, you know, I. I am not a fully fleshed fleshed out character as I want to be. Yeah, and they did a really. I thought like one it of was the, nice. There was a couple touching moments in the movie that I was surprised by actually because it is so kind of like zany comedy otherwise. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the more touching moments for me was when they're having this conversation where Thor's like, "Whatever, dude, you are who you are, and I'm done trying to save you." You actually see on Loki's face that like, "Oh shit!" Like I, he like realizes in that moment like I've been doing this for attention for the most part. Mm-hmm. And now that you're here telling me you're going to stop giving me that attention, I don't know if I want to do. Oh, I don't yeah. know if I want to be this guy anymore. It's like if Batman said to the Joker, or vice versa, yeah. it was just like, "Ah, hey, you know what? You do you. Yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. It's it's whatever. Yeah, it would suddenly become like, well, we need each other. Yeah. Even uh, there was that great moment when Hulk smashed uh, uh, yes. Thor back and forth the way he did with Loki, yeah. and Loki did the "That's how it feels, yeah. motherfucker." Yeah. Like that was. But it's it played into the whole brotherhood thing. Yeah, I thought they felt more like brothers in this than they have oh, in any yeah. of the other ones. Well, and that's that's one of the things that as you get older, you realize like family is almost it's il- it's a il- it's as illogical as tradition. Yep. Because the answer to any question is well because yeah because fa- and one of the hardest things to learn about the people you love and to have learned about you is like making peace with the idea that it's like. Yo, you are fucked up. I'm fucked up, but we love each other. We love each other in spite of ourselves. In spite of it, and you know, it doesn't make me love you less. I just know how to love you better. Yeah, it, that is one of the like when you get old enough to realize that your parents were just making it up as they went and <laughs> somehow pulled it off, uh-huh. uh, and, and we were lucky to be amongst the yes. people who had it pulled off. Agreed. It's a it's a weird moment. You yep. know, they're not these heroes. And yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I thought they gave like Odin some, you know, he's not in it very much, but they gave him really interesting moments. Mm. And that, like, I felt like despite the, you know, what everybody's talking about in this movie is like, man, you're not going to believe it. It's so fucking zany. They just suck all the Marvel shit out of it. And it's just a zany comedy. I wouldn't say That's that. That's not actually how I feel. And I think that actually. I don't it, think it was that zany. No. It's, I don't think zany is the word. Yeah. It's, it, there's shtick in it. Yes. It's got more heartfelt moments in it that I actually bought and was on board with than a few of the movie their movies have had in like a year or two. I feel mm-hmm. like I think that's the YTD influence to some degree. Yeah, um, I you know I'm gonna look up who did the script, but that was one of the things that I loved about uh, like the movie Boy. Yeah, is sort of semi autobiographical. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, and it's about a little boy whose dad is kind of transient, mm-hmm. and his dad is Taika Waititi. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he views him as this like mysterious man who pops in and out of his life. Yeah, and it's just so. Cool, yeah. But like, is that a dad? Right. And so it's this export, and apparently it's similar to Waititi's growing up. Sure. But this character, he's a piece of shit, and you love him. Yeah. Because he's he is a good dad somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, the movie is just filled with just feels like that. Yeah. But it's very 
very, very funny. That's how Hunt for the Wilder People is. That's yep. what that's what I loved about that. And movie. what we do in the shadows, the reason why that's so funny is because it's the first vampire movie ever that really explained to me the tragedy of yes. being a vampire. Yeah. And it never explicitly goes there because it's just funny. Yep. So I think it's safe to say that a lot of that where it's like, oh, this actually feels and the comedy is is it's not just written jokes. It's natural character exchanges. It's heart and humor. You yes. Know? It, yeah. It's both of those things. And, and, and you know, I think like if you want to talk about just like big entertainment blockbuster, this really might be one of the better Marvel movies for me in recent years just because it is that very simple formula of uh, how would you say it? Uh, uh, heart, humor and heroics. You know, yeah, it, which is the Marvel formula boiled down to its most basic essentials is is heart, humor and heroics. But I felt like this movie, you know, boiled itself down to those things in a way where it was just high entertainment the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just I was on board for it, like pretty much right away and really enjoyed it. It's the perfect thing to have wiped uh, Dick Nose out of your brain. Yes, exactly. It really yeah. is just this was pure. It's popcorn. very joyous. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at these writers. It, there's like um, three of YTD them. YTD is actually not credited. Yeah, it's impossible to say that he didn't touch it, and even just the actors themselves. I'm sure I've there heard was it was a, a lot on the set. Absolutely, yeah. there's got to be. And and when you watch that that Thor short with his roommate, yes. it's very clear that everyone knew what their character was coming to, yep. and they could play it. You know, outside of what was pre-visualized, you can have a little fun. But yep. Eric Pearson is one of the guys, and he wrote a couple of the Marvel one shots. Okay. And he was EP on the Agent Carter series. Oh, okay. And that's it. Interesting. Craig Kyle, he uh, wrote, uh, he was an executive something, uh, what was he? It's it's cut off. Executive producer on, <laughs> uh, Lo- oh no, he was credited for characters on Logan. Okay. Um, but all of his stuff is he produced the Thor movies and he produced a couple of the animated things. And the two big ones were Planet Hulk mm. and Hulk versus. Oh yeah! Wow. And so they so did these guys are just real in-house, people that actually yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. These are in-house guys that have worked with these characters before. That's interesting. And oh yeah, and look at that. The uh, the last one, Christopher Yost. Yep. He wrote uh, <laughs> Max Steel. Oh. But he also wrote like Lego Avengers. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yep. The Avengers cartoon series. Yep. So Like these are all dudes that that know what function in the machine these characters have yeah. and i think that's what made the because even marvel has like a villain problem and like there's yeah. certain structure problems that they always have but the last two um uh, guardians of the galaxy volume two and uh spider-man, spider-man homecoming both of them sort of i i thought had really tight scripts the execution we can talk about but yeah. the scripts were really tight because they felt a little bit more like trying to they tried to be something complete in the bigger picture. Definitely. And I think that Ragnarok is less successful than both, yeah. both of those at that, but more successful than the, the rest of them by far. Yeah, exactly. Um, it really did feel like a Thor story because we got that arc. And I think it's because they got people who just know the story. Yeah, well, and I, you know, now that we're talking about this, one of the things I sort of thought about this while watching it, but it's making more sense to me now. One of the things I really like about this is it is truly a Thor story mm-hmm. where I feel like the other two we had to like keep trying to figure out how to bring this back to earth and have mm-hmm. it relate to the rest of the Marvel. This is about Asgard. Yeah. It's like not even about saving Earth. It's about they saving only go Asgard to earth by accident. Yeah, because of Doctor Strange. Oh, there was that great line when uh when the Hulk, it was his first time on another planet. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What planet are you on?" And he's like, "I've never been off of Earth. I've yeah. never been to He's like, "I've only been to one planet." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, now you've been to two and yeah. you're, you're growing." That's and it's good. a good thing. It's yeah, a good yeah. Thing. 
<laughs> they were great together. They too. were really good. Together. I thought Ruffalo was a bit sleepier than yeah, I wanted him to me be. Me too. Uh, or not sleepier, just. He didn't feel like the banner that was in the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. He was, but he. I think it was because he was playing for comedy. Yeah, and he he can do comedy. Yeah, so he it did work. And they tried to explain that a little bit. They gave like a. They did that. There's, which almost doesn't make sense. But I'm actually very okay that this movie didn't go overboard and trying to like really make all these pieces make a lot of sense. Yeah, the whole idea that Hulk was fully Hulk and mm. and now not being fully Hulk, Banner somehow knows that he'll die the next time. He, like there was just like, yeah, yeah. and I liked that the movie did not actually go out of its way to like over explain that stuff it just sort of assumed like hey i'm saying it so it's true let's mm-hmm. move i'm very okay with the movie doing that oh yeah but and that actually made sense because yeah, he's does. always been it, it made sense the idea that this hulk that is because one of the fun things about that is as a human he's like if i go back to hulk again like there's no me left right what he doesn't know is that this version of the hulk he speaks yes he's, yeah he there's actually more of banner in this hulk than he than he realizes, realizes. so yeah. i think it's it speaks to them working towards an actually like a, a more controlled usable Hulk, which is interesting. Yes, definitely. And I, I think they needed to progress the Hulk to a point yeah. like that anyway. But my point was, I think that that they did, that is, I think in some way like a loose explanation for, I think he even makes reference at one point to like, I don't feel right. I don't feel well. I've been mm-hmm. inside of that thing for two years. I think they were trying to make that an explanation for why Ruffalo is a different banner yeah. than we've, than and we've seen like a before. He's spacier because yeah. he just, He's a man of. He control. woke up from a two-hour nap too. Oh, that's you the know? fun of, of uh, banners that nap, he's sorry. all about science and control, yeah. and then he is the one uncontrollable thing. Yes, yeah. And I, th- what a great gag! The whole like, you you want to know why you recognize me? Yeah. And he splats. Yeah, down. yeah, that yeah. Was that was so good. Yeah. He, I, I loved that he just at any opportunity to put a joke in. There was a joke mm. in this movie, I and loved not that. oppressively so. No, it no, was, no. It I, was good with that. Yeah, yeah, it was very enjoyable, and and it all felt like it made sense with the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel like they were betraying any of the previous characterizations of any of these people. Mm-hmm. They all felt right in line with it. Um, oh, you know what? I fucking uh, this. I mean, we've we we've known this from movies like Dread, but like Carl Urban. That's his name, right? Yeah, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Oh, he fucking rules. The best face in movies maybe ever. Yeah. He is so expressive in like the best way. He's the best part of those Star Trek reboots. Yeah, agreed. Hands down. Totally. He was what, when I did like my Bourne rewatch yeah. and realized that I don't really like any of those movies, <laughs> yeah. except for the one that I thought I hated. The, yeah, the part second two, one. Yeah. He's the bad guy in it. Okay. And he plays a, a Russian hitman. Okay. He has no lines, but like he is what made that movie work. <laughs> in a way, there's a reunion of characters. Oh, this, true. But, uh, yeah, that's I right. don't know if we're going to spoil that. Nah, we should leave that one. For the audience yeah. to find, because uh, yeah, we probably do have more listeners that don't watch the movies than we think. And this isn't going to come out for another week or two. I feel like most people yeah, will have seen true. it. But yes, there's a very fun cameo, a cameo. from uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but Carl Urban is what brought like he's just so good, and he's this unsung hero of every movie he's in. If you think about his character in this movie, on the page, he's fucking nothing. Oh yeah, he Scourge. doesn't do anything. Scourge is the character's name. He's nothing. But Urban brings so fucking much to it. Like, he's so entertaining. Like, that character, that is, he's literally the villain's lackey, right? And he's the villain's dumb lackey that doesn't know any better than to be the lackey to the villain, which is usually a fucking worthless character that's kind of pointless in the movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. But he oh, brings the guy so much to it. anyone to stay alive. Yeah, he brings so much to it. Like, you actually care when he turns at the end. You know, mm-hmm. when he, like, when he kind of turns back to, to to being on the right side of things. Well, and he even had that thing where he basically said, like, I just want to matter. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And that was a great uh that was a great Kate Blanchett line when she's like, and the executioner is allowed to uh, you know, execute his plans uh, on the world yeah. and and also predominantly uh, perform executions <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah. Like she was great. Blanchett too. was awesome in this. I man. wish there was more of her to Me tell too. you the truth. 
That would have been. Oh, this is what I meant to. Yeah, before please, you go. to jump back, you're saying this one actually felt like a Thor movie. Yes, like, yeah, the yeah. Way, I think it does, and it's interesting to see. Like the first one, he got an origin story, but there's no "I've become Thor," right? Because he just always was Thor. Yeah. So that had the task of. Of, this is when we were still setting up the Avengers. Yep. That had the task of introducing Thor and kind of establishing his rules. Yep. And so then the second one did, um, not as successfully, but what most middle chapters of any hero story are. You see it in Temple of Doom. You mm-hmm. see it in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You see it's just, now that we know who it is, we're just going to put him on his own adventure. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what it yeah. is. Just a single one-off adventure. Yeah. And to some degree, Dark World was that. Yeah. And so this one, in killing off people in... Spoiler: Destroying Asgard. Yep, it became the fi- like the closing of that trilogy. Whereas this one is, of course, more minded into pushing him towards yeah. Infinity Wars. Yeah, but yeah, but no, I thing. agree with you. Actually, it does feel like a good close to this trilogy because, yeah. in a sense, you know, like you're saying, so like the first Iron Man movie, the first Captain America movie, a lot of the origin movies are about like these characters having to find themselves and become themselves. Mm. But Thor's big thing is he's already Thor. But he needs to figure out how to be worthy of the throne, mm-hmm. and because of that, you can't do that in the origin story. Like he, you know, we he doesn't become king of Asgard by the end of the first movie. That that's that, one thing that always bugged me about Thor is everyone's like, only the worthy can lift the hammer, right? And it's like, I I don't know if you're if you've sold me on how worthy you are. Right. Besides, just that's the rules. Yeah, but and that's the thing is like his whole story is is he worthy of the throne? I, I actually kind of like that it takes three movies to tell that story as opposed mm. to doing it in one. Now I think he's totally worthy. Exactly. But he like, doesn't need the hammer. Yeah, exactly. Like I actually thought that it does bring it to a nice kind of close as far as a Thor trilogy goes because mm-hmm. he's now fulfilling his true destiny of becoming worthy of the throne. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. When well, he made peace with the idea that he doesn't want the throne. Yes, yeah. And now it's like, oh shit, I have a, sh- I have a ship full of the entire yeah. population of my people to yes. protect here in space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, uh, dude, that, I mean, truly I think the thing that like I love the most about this movie is it is quite literally hey what if lord of the rings was star wars yeah, yeah. It, it is just <laughs> fantasy and sci-fi mashed together oh, as yeah. much as possible it really does look cool it's it's really that, does. like that i can close my eyes and picture that shot of the dragon chasing yes. him at the beginning yes. or whatever that fucking hell beast yep. was and that looks like a picture out of you know like a you know, like the the Odyssey or something yes. like that. If someone you know illustrated that, yep. But it's also like there's tech, yeah, and there's yeah. It's I liked what they did with the design here, even if it was at the sacrifice of the sort of theatricality of yes. what Asgard looked like. But you know, it, I can lament one thing and praise the other in equal yeah. amounts. It's it's tough for me to feel any sort of passion towards the shift. Agreed, because I I'm gunning towards Infinity Wars too. Me too, because I just I need to see it and get it done with and. And I really like the uh, the 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 sort of fantasy sci-fi oh, aesthetic yeah. too. It's the, like this the weird arcade inspired. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the the marriage of those two things actually works for me. Like, we were joking about this on the way, but this this movie is quite literally like one of those airbrushed pictures on the side of a VW mm. bus in '76 of just like unicorns and dudes, big buff dudes with their shirts yep. off. Like it's just the, the kind of van that you just. You never want to get inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever is whatever you're imagining is airbrushed on the side of that van. That is this movie. Yeah, like, that's the aesthetic of this movie. It's the cover of a Wolfmother album. Yeah, um, but you know, with beeps and boops. Yeah, exactly. Although that uh, the Valkyrie scene, we'll call it awesome. That was incredible. Awesome. That was the one piece of the movie where I was like, "Here is somebody putting their visual stamp on yep. it," because it looked like nothing out of any other Marvel nope. movie. It fit the sort of classic art thing that we always associate yes. greek gods with yep. 
and and it it just looked cool. Yeah. It also if if I'm stepping over bounds saying this, uh, let me know. But I think it also definitely was like we we need to look a little like Wonder Woman, oh, which is the first time that that sort of flip flopped. Yeah. Because the way that Tessa Thompson's character fought yeah. was very much in that way that yeah. was so cool in Wonder Woman, where it's like, oh, this is. You can't make men fight like right. this. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And her he, character, too, was... She was great. Waititi said he wanted to make her, like, a Han Solo-y character. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm into it. She, I she really cool. liked her in this. Tessa yeah. Thompson has become, like, one of my favorite actresses. Creed, She's, y'all. Yo. Creed. She is so great. Creed. She is so great. Creed. I... I, I <laughs> I like her a lot. Westworld, she's she is just she's all over stuff right now, and she's Yo, so good in all of it. But fucking Creed, Creed? shit is Creed, dude. right. Wait, she's in Westworld, isn't she? She's not in Westworld. No, I think she is. Who is she? Oh, yes, she is in yeah, Westworld. She's yes, like, yeah, she's yeah. like the 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 woman that works for the company. Ah, maybe. Oh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Nice. She is. Oh yeah, and she was in Dear White People. She's wonderful. Yeah, she is good. Yeah, I liked her in this a lot. Yeah, she uh that was kind of a that was one of those where she was obviously the trade for Sif. Yes. Um which it's funny in one of the very first episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the woman who plays Sif, oh. it plays a high schooler that takes Dennis to the prom. Oh yeah. And she's 18. That's her? Like that is Holy her. Holy yeah. shit. But she also has now like like a primetime cop show that uh-huh. she's in. So like she's doing stuff. Yeah. And I think that they wanted to replace her. They even put like a romantic moment between yes. her and, and Thor. Um, but they cut away from it super fast. They like cut I, away from I felt like they maybe toyed with that as an idea yeah. that might be in the movie and then kind of backed off of it. I think they planted the seed. Yeah. Because that was the big thing with um, with Ultron and beyond. Everyone yeah. was like, where's Pepper? Where's Jane? Yep. And everything was always an afterthought. Yep. And like, you're not getting Jane back because she's Natalie Portman yeah. and Natalie Portman yeah. is just too busy yeah, I don't think doing she gives a shit. excellent shit. Yeah. Um, whereas Pepper Potts... She made a return in Spider-Man. And it was and awesome. Everybody, everybody myself included, surprisingly were like, Pepper's back! Pepper! So I think there's a desire to want Thor to have a romance, yeah. especially because like, for the ladies out there, he's a hunky guy. He's the hunkiest you, you dude ever, that. yeah. The same way that when there's a sexy lady, I put myself into the male role to romance her. Yeah. You're going to want that with Thor. Dude is ripped. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, if they did it now, I would actually feel like it's too soon and a betrayal yeah, to yeah, Jane. Yeah, yeah. But it makes sense to plant the seed. Totally. And and you know, the fact that she's like this hard drinking, just like mm. almost carefree, it's like, yeah, this oh. is who Thor belongs with. And that was a great line when he was like, Oh, and you you know, you gave up on your Valkyrie thing and I hang around drinking, blah, blah. Yeah. And when she decides, like, listen, I'm gonna come with you. I'm not gonna stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. I am gonna come with you. Yeah. That was a great, you know, yeah. that was like that lovable scamp kind yep. of thing. Yeah. And oh, and you know that's what we should talk about. That was something that they they spoke about. Um, they spoke about the idea of of privilege being born of history, and uh, and uh, they talked about how it's like, yeah, Asgard is this great society, but it was built on suffering, right? Yes, um, yeah. And her thing was and was exactly that was like, you know. You sit there and talk like you're a god, but you're sitting on a throne that was built on the backs of people yeah. that were not like you. And, right. and so that is some that's an identity crisis mm-hmm. that that anybody in a powerful position, um, if they want to wield their power responsibly, absolutely has to reckon with. Yeah. And it's a it's a thing that we as a nation, especially as two white men in a nation, yeah. uh, constantly have to keep in your back pocket yep. with everything you do to be careful. And uh, that was cool that they spoke to it without making it the thing it was about, 
but just made it in a cartoony way where you're like, it's true. Everything great that was ever accomplished was built by people who deserved it more than the people who got it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's that, wild. I was thinking, I was actually thinking when we were getting towards the end of the movie, I was like, it's actually hitting some interesting kind of modern political notes mm-hmm. that we're dealing with right now. And in kind of an interesting way, the idea that, uh, Odin had painted over their yep. their horrible past, right? Which is very much what we we especially as Americans tend to do is try and paint over the mm-hmm. the horrible past. And then the idea that and I love this was like a repeated line a couple of times by the end was well, Asgard's not a place. Yeah, Asgard a is a people. And I feel like right now in this weird tense political moment we're in, that's almost a call to, hey, you're not defined by your geographic location. Mm. You are defined by what you do as as a group. Who you are. Who you, you are as be, a yep. group and what you do. That's what defines you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an important message right now. That's a huge... And especially... And it, and it mirrors when Thor's going, I, I am supposed to be the heir to the throne. Yeah. And it is not of interest to me. Right. I don't... Just because I'm supposed to be doesn't mean that's what I have to be. Right. Like, be your... You know, being your own person amidst all that. Yeah. That's some really heavy stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's and, something that quite literally... You know, everybody should do, but specifically folks like you and I, like it's just our responsibility yes. to remember like your your responsibility and I guess the word's complicity just towards mm-hmm. just what you're using, it's fine. But just remember where it came yeah. from. Like that is Yeah. That's why and in that way, that's it that that's even though I thought that Kate Blanchett's villain was she was good and she did a great performance. Yes, yeah, it was a little bit underwritten. Yeah, I do like that it still had that same mirror effect that Michael Keaton had in yes. Spider Man, where it was just we're actually not so different. I'm just yep. my perspective of it is also valid. It's just my response to that perspective is is poisonous. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's that's a good villain. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 smart. I like the idea that she was like their sister. Just, they did. Did I just pull something. No, you're good. Okay, you're good. Good. They're, like I like the idea that she's like your, she's their sister that they didn't know about. Mm. Uh, that she brings all this history with her that they were not aware of, and mm. that you know, then they're forced to reckon with their own opinion of their father and all this stuff. I really like all of that stuff. I do kind of wish it was baked a little more into the whole story. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It like that's the thing. It wasn't ostentatious, which I which I yes, uh, which I appreciate. Yeah. I, I hate ostentatious preachiness. Yeah, but it also was only certain parts of the story were imbued with it. Yeah, because this had a weird like three and a half act structure. Yes, it was just kind of bouncing like around establishing, between things, and then we wanted to have the Planet Hulk adventure, yep. and then we had to get back to Asgard. So yep. like it kind of. There wasn't a typical up and down. It was it, just kind in of, and of itself four feels like of a, a video game. It yeah. feels like a Thor TV show. Yeah. It, yeah. It, in and of itself, it feels like a few episodes of like a... Th- so it's smart that they put good character arcs yeah. in it. Because Agreed. Because the, the actual battle doesn't... You yeah. Know, this even, was less plot-focused almost yeah. and a little more character-focused, which is probably why it worked a little better for me than some of the other Marvel movies have recently. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Everybody does get a pretty good character pretty arc decent in arc. this. Yeah. More so than, than in a lot of other movies. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. It at the same time too, I could totally see coming into this and just being like, "Eh, I'm over it." Yeah, because like I do have that that chip in. I've me. got the fatigue, man. Yeah, it's I've got there. the fatigue. But we're at a point where it's like, if we don't start putting them all into the same bowl, yep. It and and also just eliminating, even if they're good characters, just you got to get rid anybody of anybody unnecessary. I I like Civil War. I always say yep. this. Yeah. 
But the way that that was constructed scares me about Infinity Wars yeah. because I thought the Russos did a bang up job with yep. Captain America too. Yeah, so, uh, Winter Soldier is still, I think, it's still great, top of the game for Marvel. Really good. I I still have some issues with the action in that, not <clears throat> nearly as bad as in Civil War. Yeah. But my problem with Civil War was there was it was such a thrown to get like trying to get so many characters mm-hmm. in there. That movie had the same feeling that in Batman versus Superman, when she clicks on yeah. the videos of each other superhero, yep. it doesn't fit in the movie at all. Nope. It was just there to let you know that we bought those action. Figures. <laughs> yeah. And if infinity wars is going to put together, like not a single member of the guardians of the galaxy is dispensable. So right. all five of them got to be, there. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to have to have Dr. Strange who I don't give shits about yep. at all. So, like, yeah, you're going to have to really start cutting, and I think that's why a lot of people fell apart. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. But then, of course, at the same time, they throw Tessa Thompson in there. Yep. And I, I want her. I want her. Ride, but, yeah, know? exactly. So they're kind of trading up and yeah. figuring out what they want to do. I'm real nervous about Infinity Wars yeah. because it has the potential to be all plot and spectacle, yep. which is fine. I yep. mean, it's got to be. Yep. But. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know. I, I totally know what you mean. And I, I uh, my, <laughs> I love how every, every like criticism we throw at this behemoth starts yeah. with, I, uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I want to, I want to like it's this It's the best so time much. to be alive. Yeah. And, and I do like all of them. There's not I a do. single Marvel movie that I outright dislike. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same page. There's some that like Incredible Hulk and Doctor Strange, yeah. I think are both garbage, but I will watch both I of them still tonight. Enjoy, exactly. You know, yeah. It's totally cool. You know what I was just thinking is that I think maybe the 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 reason I have so much hesitation with this one cuz truly like I don't really have a lot to complain about with this movie. I really enjoyed this one. Where uh, where I'm running up against a wall with it is just I like Taika Waititi a lot, right? Yeah. And I like his movies a lot. And this does feel like a Taika Waititi movie, but I don't think enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I wanted to do... It's not so much as, like, Shane Black being on Iron, Iron Man yeah. 3. But, I mean, Iron Man, of course, he's one revolution ahead of yes. everybody else. Because yeah. he started... For, like, he had two before yes. we started sharing the universe, yep. Um So, Iron Man 3 had the ability to just exist on its own. Yeah. And therefore, Shane right, Black and that's actually a good. Through. That's a really good comparison for for kind of what I'm I'm feeling about this. Where it's like twenty years from now, if I want to go, you know what, I'm gonna watch Shane Black's movies. Let's boom, 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 knock them down. Iron Man three will fit nicely in the mix oh, yeah. of Shane Black movies. I don't know that Thor Ragnarok will fit so nicely within hmm. the Taika Waititi. His library. presence is very much felt in yes. the movie, but it is without it without a doubt a piece of the bigger uh, yep. puzzle, and yep. he just happens to have been able to sprinkle a little flavor yes, on it yeah. yeah which i'm so grateful that they they let him do i think it improve you know it, it does improve the thor thing a lot i i think for mm-hmm. me um but yeah it just it it it's, it'll almost be disappointing to get to this movie in the taika waititi rewatch you know because it'll mm-hmm. be the one that's just not quite hitting all the notes that he's able to hit he's doing his best to hit them within the structure he's given Ex- exactly but that's he's still thing. inside the structure he's given well that's what uh, I'm not going to say it, so I'm going to lead you to say it. Because it's something that you said on our way, either to or from the movie, about the idea of how, because of the way the system is run, and because like when you're making a Marvel movie, it's not go make your movie and bring it back to us. It's check in with me every day to make sure it fits the puzzle. Within that, do what you want. And it's those people who can create a team that is good at working within that framework that are going to succeed when it comes to being under the umbrella. Yeah. Of uh, Kevin Feige or yes. who's the Star Wars? Uh, what's, oh, uh, what's Kathleen name? Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Yep. And it's a tough call because 
so far between those two. Like, they haven't made a bad decision. They're doing pretty good. They've made decisions that have, at the very least, worked for me well. Yep. And obviously, they know more about the bigger project than, you know, they're a couple steps ahead already, so they see it bigger. So I'm going to trust their judgment. But at the same time, it's like, you need people as strong as YTD, as a... a, uh, just like a storyteller a and, voice yeah exactly yeah. to bring in something that that because this is it is it's different from the other thor movies yes. and it's because of his influence yep. so we need people like him that can come in that and are able it. to collaborate with this sort because now exactly. I, that's that's where we are right now we're back in a studio system people need to be able to collaborate with a lot of different creative forces and some not less creative some more money centric forces but that pays for the things yes, you gotta it does. show you know yep. it's it's such a so fucking, and yeah. so that's where we are right now the the industry is right now favoring people that can work collaboratively as mm-hmm. opposed to a more auteur kind of focus and uh you know ytt on one hand seems like actually very much an auteur director like his his movies so far have been they're ytt movies oh, yeah. you would not mistake them for <sighs> anybody else's gotta watch boy i really want so to fucking i good. really yeah. want to uh but also, he proved that he can work in this new collaborative environment, too. I think that is what this movie proves to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's still got his fingerprints all over it, but it also still feels like a Marvel movie made by Kevin Feige's studio, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I and think that's why everyone lamented Tre- Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow being yep. on Star Wars, is that when you look at Jurassic World, that is a movie that is not made Who by Who made one that person. movie? Everyone made that movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of my notes made it to yeah. that movie, and I wish it didn't, because yeah. the movie's dreck. Yeah. But it's... It, they they built a movie yep. and then he just had to show up and yeah. film the the shots of two people talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if that is the job, you know, there's a lot of Thor that was probably on the table ready to go yep. before. And his job is to just imbue the other yeah. parts with any sort of flavor. Yeah, I mean, but what's cool is, it's it's cool. We got a we got a a guy from New Zealand. You know, he's not a white guy. Nope. He's, so he's he's a different brand of of what we tend to bring to these things. Yeah. Um, but then again, I guess the same argument could be made with Thor. It was like, we're trying to get somewhere, but we want it to look Greek tragedy. Like, so we'll yeah. get Kenneth Branagh on yeah. here, you know? Yeah. And so they seem to have an eye on it. I'm just curious to see who they'll find and what we need to do. I, 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 probably the best example is uh, uh, Coogler. Yeah. Because that movie very much looks uh, Black Panther looks like it's going to be very Marvel-y, but yep. there is without a doubt sort of a oh man, this is probably going to sound awful, but there's like a hip hop sensibility to it, it that that it very much looks like a new. black superhero movie. Yeah, and and, and truly, I, I don't. I hope maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anything offensive to say that it looks like a black superhero movie. Oh, it looks yeah. like a superhero movie made for a black audience, and it should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like. I kind of love. That's one of the things that I. I should not be excited about a Black Panther movie, and here's why. I have Marvel fatigue in a big, bad way. Mm. I kind of don't give a shit about anything they're doing. I'm almost to the point where I don't give a shit about mm. what they're doing moving forward. I don't know much about that character to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I have no vested interest in him. That trailer excites me to yeah. no end. It looks because awesome. it is something that is like outside of what I normally get. It does actually look like something that is outside what I normally get to see in movies. An entirely black cast that is very influenced by African culture. That is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the color schemes, the costumes. And you know the research was done to make it respectful. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and it feels like it came from a black filmmaker. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like it comes from that culture. That's, I think that's a huge thing. I don't thing. think you, you could or should do Black Panther without that. No. It would be it would be a tough sell. Like it could be done. I mean, Spielberg made was it color purple? Right. Yep. 
But at the same time, like I bet watching that, there's probably certain things where you go, this is short-sighted just by nature of it. You know, the other thing you is need Coogler Black Panther's a comic book character that I think was created by white white oh, men yeah. that were writing comic books at the time. And there are offensive things in that book. Oh, I book. believe it. So having a black filmmaker come to it, I think is a super smart play because it's like, well, they're going to work really hard to make sure that stuff does not end up on and the to table To make it here, work. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. To make it feel real and not just novelty. Yeah. Because like... Any new development in the MCU, no matter what it is, is going to have a little bit of novelty. Yeah. Because it's a marketing machine. And marketing is based on how how few people can we piss off. Yeah. And it's there's a I learned about this in mass media class in high school, and this blew my mind. This was back in the day when you would turn on the TV and just leave it play. There's yeah. no on demand and all that. Yeah. Back in my day. But um <laughs> It was called LOP, Least Objectionable Programming. Okay. And the idea was, after the show that you're watching, the goal isn't to put on a show that you want to watch. It's to put on a show that is least likely to make you turn, turn it, it off. off. And uh, it's, you know, and that's that's the goal. Is just And so marketing, by definition, is we are going to draw you in and give you least objectionable yeah. you know, programming. Yep. So just stick around. Yeah. And that's, that's a... In order to do that... One of the good things about that is like you, yeah, you're gonna have to speak to bringing in diverse voices yeah. to it because guess who's seeing movies? Fucking everybody. Yeah. And if you just speak to a third of that, well, that's just money on the floor. Mm-hmm. And as shitty as it is that that the concept of getting progress is through money, it's it's working. Yeah. You know, and like so, yeah. It well, and I think the most fascinating thing about that is like um, there there should be superhero movies for audiences that are not you and I. Mm-hmm. There should be a superhero Shit, movie. We're good. There should be a superhero movie for a black audience, right? Uh, but what I love about that is because we're in this samey, tiring Marvel universe at this point, having a movie for a black audience actually becomes a really exciting thing because oh, it's yeah. like even though I'm not actually a black audience member. I'm just excited to see you do something fucking different and new with this too. Exactly. It brings it a whole new it Yeah, you. it's it's great. You might not identify on that level with Black right. Panther, but it's like shit, finally. Yeah, something different, something new, something fresh, a fresh voice here. It's a perspective that we have not had at all. It's totally outside of what's come before. I li- I'm excited for that. That's that, a good thing. You know, you know it's kind of wild. It never even occurred to me now that I'll ask this question. What came first, the character Black Panther or the group the Black Panthers? That's a great question. Because I have never put together that it's the same term. And you would think that it would be like a red flag term just because there's controversy that surrounds the Black Panthers. But he's the Black Panther. And I never even think about it. And of course, they're unrelated in that sense. I mean, as far as I can understand it, I don't know enough about the Black Panthers. My guess would be based on when a lot of these characters were, I don't know this for sure, but a a lot of the the sort of famous comic book characters, especially in the Marvel Universe that we are entrenched with now, were created Mm. in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Right at the height of the civil rights movement. My guess would be. Black Panther is a comic book character that was created and named after the yeah, Black Panther yeah. movement. That would be it my also guess. Just makes sense. Like Panthers are black. Yep. In Wakanda, I think we can assume that there's probably a population of wild cats. Yep. So it makes sense in the same way that just Batman, yep. Spider Man, exactly. Black Panther, yep. Black Cat, yep. Black Widow. Yep. That's a lot of <laughs> just using using yep. black as the the leading color. Yeah. Looks good on superheroes. Sure does. But uh, I, that never until you said. The Black Panther out loud. I was like, wait a minute, that's the name of something yep. else too. Yeah, my, my guess would be that it is named after the Black Panther movement. That would that would be my guess. Cool with that. Uh, yeah. 
Um, but uh, well, to to get back to to kind of bring it full circle back to Thor, I do think that YTT is like a pretty nice, unique voice inside mm-hmm. of this universe that did get to bring a lot to it. I wish they'd let these filmmakers be a little more themselves in these Can movies. Can you imagine though. the Edgar Wright Ant Man, dude? If he had gotten what he wanted, and you know what the the most fucked up part about that is. Is Ant Man's fine? Yeah, it, it's total middle of the road. It movie. works. Totally cool by me. Yep. it definitely works into the puzzle. But absolutely nothing that happens in Ant Man has affected the larger story nope. in any way. Nope. I don't see why they wouldn't just let Edgar yeah. Wright just do it. Yeah, like, why wouldn't I you let him make his fucks about? It, it, Black you're Black right. Black. It ultimately has been the smallest piece of this puzzle they've been building. And Name so, what were they so fucking concerned about? Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. What were they so fucking concerned about with him wanting to make something a little more outside so the Marvel he could universe? Show up for one fight scene in Civil War, Who? that's literally the only thing. Who gives and a shit? That was just eye candy. You know? Yeah, it, it, just, it just yeah, you're right. It really was such an insignificant piece of this puzzle that why not let him make his fucking Ant Man movie? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It would have been so good. Yeah, I. But at the same time, like. They put that to bed, and now he's just gonna not ever do that kind of exactly, shit and yeah. just make baby. He's driver only and shit gonna like make that. us great. And Baby Driver ended up making killer box office oh, yeah. this year, which is great. It's a phenomenal movie. Yep. And and thank God everybody bought their Blu-rays of it before last week, yeah. when everyone would have been like, "All right, I don't really want to throw money at yeah. fucking Kevin Spacey, I, I know. The, the creep." I, I literally like uh, when that news came out. I that my first thought was like, "Oh my God." If Edgar Wright is the man I think he is, he is crushed right now. Yeah, that one of his one of his movies now stars that man. You know what I mean? Yeah, that oh man, yeah, he is really good in that. movie. He's great in that but, movie. You know, he is, yeah, he is a pillar he's, in an industry yeah. built on abuse. Yep, and he's great in that movie. He is also a rapist. Like it's the that yep. they can both be true. Both of those things can be true. It's like separating art from artist is hard. Um, the good news is I can do it with Kevin Spacey because, like, I can make peace with the fact that he's probably not going to make anything worth seeing in yep. the future. Yep. I can deal with this past body of work and just relish in the fact that he was a beautiful uh, representation of exactly what type of abuse the the industry in many ways has been built on. Yep. And... Now that we're seeing all of these pieces fall out, it, the the structure is going to look a lot different, and yeah. it's going to be a lot better. And like you said, it's going to open up a lot of jobs for a lot of faces that look different and feel different and come from different places. That's, so it's going to be heartbreaking to watch um, when Chappelle does that great bit about how like he's never going to forgive Cosby, but that was a difficult one because he was so influential. Mm-hmm. The industry is so influential on yep. who I am as a person, yep. and so watching it be dismantled hurts. But God damn it, I'm excited to see what good shit's going to come out of this. This is all very painful, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and to be clear, saying it's painful is by no means associating my thoughts over it with anyone who is directly affected by no, it. No, I'm just a fan. That, Trust me, I'll survive. That's I'm actually that. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm making this point. Is I think this is all very painful. Like that. This is this is people. This is monsters doing monstrous things mm-hmm. to to people that to pe- to people to people who were inspired by yep. those monsters. Yep. that's the heart- heartbreaking yeah. thing. Where it's like, I want to be like this guy. Then you find out that this guy's a monster, and the only reason you want to be like him is because he was created in a system built by and large by a monstrous mentality. It's yeah, so it's it's yeah. it's it's painful. I mean, it, it, it clearly is painful for the victims, and that that's really why I, you know really want to say that it, it, this is all super painful. I also think there is potential now for we're going to see a landfall here. There's going to be a lot. I I I think I I I think there's going to be a landfall of a lot of names coming up and a lot of people 
being just completely evicted from this industry. That's a good thing in and of itself because it is painful that they've caused so much pain. Mm -hmm. The other good thing there, and this is the big hope in all of this, or I like to think of this as a silver lining, is that's a lot of open doors now for peop for people of different color, for women, for to actually start really banging down the doors and, and putting their stamp on the industry, mm -hmm. which is can only be good for the industry. And also, there's I think we're going to see a lot of people that filter out of it in a way where someone goes, man, I did some fucked up stuff. I've done some terrible, terrible things, and I'm going to be caught unless I back away. Yep. And so we're going to get quiet people just disappearing into Brian the... Singer deleted his Twitter account the yes, other day. Yes, and it's it's happening. People are just going, you know what? Yep. I can't I can't do this. And you know, whereas you want to see someone pay their, their yep. dues to society, yep. it's it's not just going to be you know taking down the tyrants. There's yeah. just going to be a shift. Even in just if there's someone who just goes, you know what? We're making a movie. And one of the first things that I'm going to consider is how I interact with the people on my set. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm going to consider is how I treat people on my set mm -hmm. and just what are the effects of our... And so it's going to get more humane um, out of both fear and out of, more importantly, respect. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think it's... It's just weird. like Thor. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the, it's it's a weird thing to talk about because what I keep wanting to say is I think it's ultimately a good thing. It's like, well, no, that's the wrong way to say that because it's not good that any of this happens. No, no, it, it's it's painful and and terrible, uh, but it was happening and and people are speaking up and that's the good thing. That's the good thing, and uh, it is going to lead to I hope you know uh, more voices in in Absolutely. the industry and that that more diverse voices in the industry and i, I think that's important especially mm -hmm. right now there's going to be more and more people that are just going to have to reckon with the idea of i'm in charge but i am in charge of what we call people yeah i don't own this right. these people these are people that I, that i have employed yep. and the employee employer relationship um the respect for that in a corporate world where where we would work yep is something that is very much like we wear it on on the face that's one of the first things you get mm -hmm. in any job is that kind of training yep. whereas in hollywood there's such the idea of well i mean you either want the job or you don't and there's yeah. this lovely spot right next to me on the casting couch yeah. and that that process is going to shift and that's cool yeah you know yeah. There, there's going to be there's, like I, I read a thing about Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. She is now in a position where she is famous and successful enough that if she doesn't like the way that the pay structure is based on her compared to a, she just won't take the role. Yep. You know, if if it's a character that she's like, ah, eh, you know what, I actually don't feel like this speaks to what I want to speak to. She just won't take the role. Yep. You know, it's well, why is he getting paid this amount? Yeah. She won't take the role, and it's like the fact that now. This is a luxury afforded to her by the fact that she's very successful. Yep. But 20 years ago, even the most successful actress, unless you were Meryl Streep, could even begin to make that make kind of thing. Make considerations so like, like that. The fact that that consideration is something that can be spoken about and yeah. and put into practice, cool. That's good. Yeah. It's good it's, shit. It's progress. It's, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, this is, you know, it's it's exceptional progress. As far as Thor goes, yeah, we should talk about Thor for a little. I don't bit. know how much progress they made as far as getting outside of their own wheelhouse, and yeah. I think that's ultimately where this movie suffers. Otherwise, I'd like I feel so the general, generally an outsider artist got yeah. to helm this. That's yep. cool. Uh, yeah, it is, and and really did bring a lot of his sensibility to. It. We didn't even talk about his character in the movie yet, <laughs> yeah, which is one of the best parts of the movie. That I'm is the thing that, that feels name. it's like Korg or Crag or Krog or Corkscrew or Crockpot. It's Crockpot. His name is Crockpot. Rock, 
Rock man. Um, his name is Ragnarok. Korg. Korg. It, it is Korg. Korg. Yeah, he's just a big rock man. Taika voices him. I believe he did the motion capture for him as well. I actually read a thing that Taika also was very frequently playing the Hulk in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, that, that, that there sense. were a lot because he was so invested in the sort of improvised nature of this mm-hmm. movie. There were just times that uh, they didn't have Ruffalo on set and he wanted to fix a joke or do something. So he would just jump into the mocap and he would just do the Hulk nice. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, the face of the Hulk is definitely designed Def- after Ruffalo. Definitely Ruffalo. That was um in the in Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. The the motion capture of the Hulk was Ang Lee. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't he know wore that. The, he wore the suit. I don't think it was anybody. I mean, I'm sure there was a team. Sure, yeah. But for the most part, it was Ang Lee and it was just because... How do you tell an animator, this is what I want him to move like? Yeah, yeah. Why not just, just show him? Just do it, yeah. We have the technology. Yep. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was great. He was so funny. I love the idea. Something about the New Zealand accent lends itself to dry humor. Totally. Um, I don't know what that is. I, I couldn't even begin to parse out why, yeah. but the fact that he's this big, imposing rock man whose job is fighting monsters yeah. for to, for the entertainment of, of you know, the... the uh, planet of people. The planet of... of the of entertainment slaves. of like slaves and their their owners yeah and uh but he's also just kind of like polite and meek yeah yep. <laughs> that's so funny it, it was so what good a great juxtaposition but i really enjoyed that we should absolutely talk about grandmaster yes we should because grandmaster like two years ago when they announced that both michael keaton and uh i, I always want to call him ian malcolm <laughs> and jeff goldblum were gonna be in the mcu it was like they should they should be the stars of the yeah, MCU. So, like, yeah, these what are, are we doing? Yeah, designed for it, and so now they're here. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum just plays the Grandmaster. Yeah. I loved him in this. I even liked that they gave the Grandmaster a bit of back. You know, there's like a little bit of history storytelling about the Grandmaster, and they, you know, they kind of. I even kind of liked this idea that he was just like some dude that realized like, oh, I could have some power here, and so just mm-hmm. like took it, and it just speaks so much. I, I well, loved that planet, him in this. from what I understand, is just like a refuse planet. Yep. And so he was probably the first person who landed there, yep. landed there and just built, yeah, that's what they call him built the, a kingdom of trash. The first lost and the first found or yeah, something like that yeah. they call him. But it's it's Jeff Goldblum doing Jeff Goldblum. Because he's at the age in his career where he's a good actor and he can go do parts. And I'm sure he does. He's almost doing the Walken thing where he's like impersonating himself. Exactly. I, I think I get, I get the sense that he, like Walken, are probably two dudes that it's like, my hobby is my job. Yeah. So if you offer me a job... I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And in a world like that, you can say, okay, well, just do your Jeff Goldblum thing. Do yeah. your walking thing. Yeah. Just show up and do that. Yeah. And, but it fits here. Because it totally fits. Why wouldn't he be this? Because he's not a... Anyone on the planet could beat Jeff Goldblum in a fight. Yep. But he has risen to power, and so he's this weird little guy who yes. just has a He's created a, a, kind a structure of a around him yes, that exactly. allows him to be in charge. And he's got this flamboyant nature that yeah. just... He, he has so many good lines, and I can't name a single one. No, I know. he Because they're all... They're not... The lines are not good because they're like these great written funny witticisms. They're good because they are these... Uh, 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 Jeff uh, Goldblum, uh, Goldblum lines. Yeah, like you yeah. know, like they're just that's why they're good. It's it's his Goldbluminess that makes them like these really. The thing that I do remember most about his character is his happy birthday song. Yes. Oh yeah, he has that a they ship. Accidentally trigger on <laughs> yeah. his ship, and it works. It is that is the funny. That might be the funniest the thing that happens that it's in the, the movie. The biggest button yeah. on his cockpit yeah. is is just a little. It's like a sunburst yes. when you hit it. Yeah. He comes up in a digital DJ form and yes. sings about how it's his birthday <laughs> while fireworks shoot out of the back of his orgy so ship. Good. A ship built 
for, for orgies. orgies. <laughs> for flying around and having... You can have an orgy on the ground, but no, he wants to fly I will say, I feel like every Marvel movie, I go, man, that's like way more adult than I expect these movies to be. They made the same joke that they made in Guardians of the Galaxy mm. when um, he made uh, the joke about the blacklight yep. being and they're just become everywhere, yep. essentially. Yep. Yeah, he's well, like, don't he touch anything. Here, he's like, this is, this is for orgies? Yep. And he's like, yeah, you might not want to... Maybe touch don't anything. touch anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it's the same joke. Yeah, it's just suggesting that sexual fluids in dried form are yeah. on every surface, and, and except that in this they movie are. they actually just say orgy. Like yeah. I, I realized there was a dad in front of us with I honestly think a girl, like not even a son. I think a daughter. It was a daughter, uh, uh, and I was like, oh my god! Like, what if she asks about orgies later? And that dad had the best laugh. Oh yeah, uh, he was killing me. He was loving Anytime it. Anytime something funny happened, he did like a. <laughs> <laughs> It was incredible, but it was such a hearty laugh. Yep. I was like, this guy is eating up the shtick. Yep. And his daughter was just drinking in this Thor thing. That's, yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, it is, it, you know, there's a little more swearing in this than I think a lot of the mm -hmm. other movies have had. The sex jokes were a little more graphic than I think the other movies have been. I was kind of surprised that he, he got away with quite a bit of stuff in this. Well, I mean, if you think about at this point, it's it's like the same thing that happened with Harry Potter when like the movies got more adult because they're growing the up with the audience. Yeah. When was the first uh, MCU movie? It was well, it would have been Iron Man. Okay, so let's say. Oh well, I guess it would have been Hulk, Iron Man. But so is that 2008? Is it even earlier than that? Let's see. So Iron Man was 2008. So it's almost 10 years ago now. And so if so you were if a 10-year-old kid... You're 20 now. You're 20. You know, and even even to the point, like, let's say you saw one of those movies when you were, like, 8. You're yeah. still an adult yes. now. So yep. it's like... That's true. You know, and, yeah, there's going to be new people coming into the fold, yeah. you know, seeing these at 15. But, you know, the 15-year-old of today was 5 when this whole yeah. MCU project started. So they're probably not where we are. Like, the core audience yeah. for this is people that were certainly old enough for the first ones and are nobody who saw the first ones and were able to understand it fully isn't an adult now. yeah right exactly yeah, so yeah. that's true and that little girl like she might ask about orgies she might not yeah she might have a nightmare about the dragon it's, and, it's and whatever it is truly now that i've said all that out loud we should probably be a lot less concerned with whether our kids ask us about orgies or not we should yeah, right? be more comfortable with being like oh well here's what an orgy is just and, ask what jeff what would jeff goldblum say yeah yeah and he would probably say something uh, to the effect of uh, like, uh, uh, well, uh, when mommies and, and uh, daddies, uh, when they all get together and um, often with food, um, <laughs> there will be finger foods of sorts, yeah. maybe dumplings. Um, it, de it really depends on what the personal taste is. They will all get together. And what I'm trying and, to say um, is uh, uh, life it's, it's will a uh, uh, find a way. <laughs> He would do it. Yeah. He would have no problems doing it. <laughs> yeah. If you ever get a chance to listen to his Marin interview, oh, he's he's just like that. Yeah, he's, it's not a thing he's yep. doing. And they do a part where they're talking about. I think they're talking about a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum, he eats very healthy. Yeah, and they're talking about how delicious a pastrami sandwich yeah. is. And he's like, "Well, I, you know, I don't often uh, indulge in things like that, but I, I will say that if." Say there were a uh, pastrami sandwich that happened to be here. I I don't think that I would be able to resist, but to take at least one bite from it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. Very much yeah. just doing that yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, oh, he's the best. Yeah, I loved the just huge digital Jeff Goldblum yeah. that is talking to people in the city the whole time. Yep, I was so good. I love the idea that he's so in charge and he's not a big guy. Yeah, but when it comes to like chase Thor out yeah. of the city. Yeah. Well, of course he has a giant hologram uh -huh. built in for that so that everyone can be on board. Yep. So good. So good. 
I really did like this movie. I, I I feel like this will be one of the more rewatchable Marvel movies, probably. Oh, without a doubt. Because it's just got such good comedy throughout it. And it's not very heavy. I don't know. If no, 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 I'm good. It's not very heavy no. or anything. But it, but like it you get, said earlier, when though, it hits the, the emotional moments, work. it's there. Yeah. It works, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I was very impressed by that. Because, like, honestly, when it, the first couple of jokes, I was like, oh, this actually does feel a little weird mm-hmm. on, on, on this movie, this, this type of humor. Very quickly, I got over that, and I was having a really good time with it. But I, I started to feel like, oh, yeah, but once we hit this comedy pace with it, like, that's all it's going to be. It's just going to mm-hmm. be this romp. But because it's YTT, he's very good at bringing that heart right back into it and really having well-earned emotional moments that happen throughout. When we talked about how like Doctor Strange, like the only thing we know about him is that he's so similar to Tony Stark <laughs> that all they told him was just don't do the Tony Stark Yeah, yeah be less so charismatic than him. He's doing nothing at yeah. all. In that same way, uh, the comic, like when when MCU movies are trying to be funny, for example, in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's very funny, but it's because there's this ragtag group of outsiders. And even though the big world is very weird and foreign to us, yeah. there's a set of rules that they are breaking. Yes. And, um, you know, in Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. is funny because he is the strange thing in this world of a, you know, pretty set state of physical rules and, yeah. and social yeah. concept and all that. This one, everyone's on board for the comedy, which yeah. is what makes it weird. Is that, yeah. but that's kind of a cool thing you can do with Thor because even though, yeah, the Hulk is a monster, he is still a human. Yeah. You know, even though Iron Man has essential superpowers, he's yep. still just a guy in a suit. Yeah. The Thor world, you can really add any sort of social strangeness to it. Yep. And it's going to work because, well, that's not what we know, but yeah, we're just yeah from these Earth. are gods from and other so realms. Everybody being goofy, it feels weird at first yep. because there's no basal counterpoint to the humor. Right. And then when you realize, oh, this is actually a bonkers world and yeah. they're all just kind of... It, then you have to use character-based humor as yes. opposed to you know doing gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once that sort of hits, it becomes, you know, it becomes yeah. real. Yeah, I really think actually this is one of their better like character... Jo- I, actually, I think they've had a good year this year. Like yeah, I've been growing so very too. tired of the Marvel movies and Spider-Man, I loved... I thought this was very good. Like this is I was really good. By Guardians too. I I know that that was a mixed bag for a lot of people. Yeah. But I think at least in the terms that we're talking about, yeah. it, it is defensible. Yeah, yeah. I I think that they've had a very good year this year where they they kind they got they got just enough outside of their formula this year that I mm-hmm. think their movies are back to kind of working for me. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to kind of even keep going down that path a little further. I, I would like to see more distinctive director voices Absolutely. in these. That, that's really what I would that like. That was what DC said they were going to do. I know. And, and I, they did Suicide Squad, and then, which is weird because I don't dislike David Ayer's movies. Right, right, yeah. But I don't think of him as like the voice I want to see attached to one of those films. No. And Suicide Squad, the pieces of it on an individual level are very much a David Ayer mm-hmm. movie. But... As we all know, after Guardians, they were like, listen, we've got to actually cut this to be a little more crowd pleasing. Yeah. And in answering all of those questions, you get things that are unwieldy, like yep. Batman versus yep. Superman. But then when they do Wonder Woman, which the the issues with Wonder Woman are one hundred percent in the just it's part of a bigger puzzle. Serving the puzzle, but yeah. But you very much put a director stamp on there. Yes, it's a you director do. that we haven't seen in a decade, but mm-hmm. you feel it immediately. Oh, yeah. It is there. And so there is value to doing it. And yeah. It's just a shame that because this is a learning experiment, yeah. it's not until the next universe starts yeah. that they can start to really permutate that in a meaningful way. Yeah. Whereas here, like we are, we have to finish this machine as it mm-hmm. looks, and we can kind of play with these ideas. Yeah. But I, I'm excited for the future. I, that's 
Spider-Man 2 remains the best Spider-Man movie, and that is very, very much a Sam Raimi movie. Yep. Now, that predates MCU, so it was yep. just, you know, Sam Raimi doing, yeah. you know, doing a property, but... Yeah. You know that I'd the like reason to get a little why that more movie that. rules is because it looks like itself. It it's got an authorial like stamp on it, exactly. And I'd like to see a little more of that in the in the MCU. Mm. I think that hopefully they're they're getting there. I, I think I think they're learning. Yeah, the, but part of the like, problem, honestly, is that they clearly shoot everything on fucking green screens in Atlanta. Yeah, like almost everything is shot, even when they're just outside mm-hmm. in a in a open green plane. That. That they are clearly not there. I hate that so I much. I hate that. I'm seeing that more and more. That was one thing. It wasn't even the best movie in the world. The movie that um, what's his name? Andy Circus directed. Breathe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a decent movie. It's yep. just you know it's it's kind of cool that that he's directing and it yeah. looks beautiful. But one of the things that struck me about it was when people would be standing on a hillside and there's buildings in the background. I was like, that's oh they're there. Yeah, they're actually there. And then, um, what was that Ron Howard movie with Chris Hemsworth? The Moby oh, Dick. The, the, yeah, the, the, uh, I forget what it was called, but I wanted to say Under the Sea, Inside the Sea. That's the like sea that. and me. Yeah, the exactly. Me it's, sees the sea. You Reese's sees. Yeah, the, yeah. There was there was points where he would just be on a dock. Yeah. in in old timey Boston area. Yeah, and. I, yeah, you're not going to recreate what Boston looked like in whatever that was, the 1800s. Yeah. Um, but it, like he'd be looking off into the distance, and it was like we're we're all looking at nothing. Yeah, we're not yeah. looking at anything. Yep. And it looks good. It looks real. Yep. I, I don't know what the disconnect is, but I'm not looking at anything. Yeah. And the nature of Asgard and all that is, it's you can't build that. I get it. And in this, there was quite a lot of there's actual some good sets. sets. Like yeah, when they zoom are. in, and there's yeah. actual tangible sets. But that also highlights the disconnect. That when you go from the set to the wide, you're like, well, this just I'm having trouble swallowing the pill of yep. this is actually happening. Yep. I'm going to have to internally do the work of pretend. Yeah. When it's kind of your job to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, yep. That's just in all of the the Marvel movies. Yeah, now. I know. So, I, know. I know. But I, but that's kind of what I'm saying is I that is part of what I think is baked into this problem we have with them is that they're all shot on the same green screens in the same warehouse in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I I they got to get away from that as much as they can I I think I, I think that lends no itself to it the samey look that they all have it's never gonna I, I know it's over I, now. I know I know but we're almost at the end yeah and I know really and that's also it's like I've grown to accept that about these movies but I wish I didn't have to yeah, you know what I mean yep, it's exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, I. It is just part of they got to pump them out. Yep. If they could still shoot them on film, they would look so fucking and good. And they keep them cheap. That's the other thing. Is like yeah. I have to remind myself sometimes. It's like they do a good job of making big fucking movies that ultimately are not costing that much money yeah. to make. And it does work. Yeah. You know, and when you have good characters and like they have been blessed with a the top to bottom phenomenal yep. cast. Yep. Everybody's cast yep. brilliantly. There's not a single one that I would trade. Yeah. The only one that I would have traded. Benedict Cumberbatch. They, well. Uh, sorry, <laughs> But I, what's weird is I just don't view him as part of the big yeah, puzzle. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. just ancillary to yeah. me. But when I think of the Avengers as they are, they're all perfectly yes, cast. Yes, agreed. Uh, the only one that I would have traded out besides Benedict Cumberbatch was Edward Norton. And oh, they yeah. Did, so yep. we're and they good, did. You yep. know? Yep. And, and no love lost to Edward Norton. No, I just love. thought that Incredible Hulk was just poopy. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, I would. That's funny. I can't even register Benedict Cumberbatch as yep. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I agree. Just, I wasn't into it's it. Not right. I'm not, I'm not into, into him. it. Yeah, and I love his powers. Yeah, I know. Ugh. It's just we were we were laughing about this before. It's I really think one of the biggest problems with this performance is as uh, uh, Doctor Strange is just that he's decided his voice is this. It's this completely uncharismatic, un. 
There's no up or down, or there's no. I just have to cover my accent, yes, so I I'm need just to wrap sure my mouth around is, yes. every vowel. Can you hear that I am a New Yorker? Do I yeah. sound like a New Yorker now? Is this a New York accent? <laughs> oh, and what about Liam Neeson? Is the speaking of accent coverage, Liam Neeson? Uh, is that a, who that was? I, you know, we can. I'm sure it was, um, although you might be uncredited. I, I'm curious if that's actually who that was, and what even was he now? I can't remember. Oh, oh, as the demon thing from the beginning. Is that what you mean? Yeah, he was the demon thing. Um. um what was that thing's name? L- uh, sp- Sir- Sirsta or something like that? Wait, was it was it Serta? Serta, something like that? Well, then it was not him, but it was Clancy Brown. No shit. Yeah, okay. I think that is who we thought, right? I think that's the character we thought was Liam Neeson. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because when you click his face, the first picture that comes up is this. He sounded like Liam Neeson. Yeah. But it's Clan- it's Clancy That's Brown. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and he does a lot of voice work, so that would yeah. make sense. That That's awesome. But yeah, it is. A, uh, my girlfriend is an actress. Yep. So she uh, she knows all the tricks about covering accents and yep. doing yep. that. And so Benedict Cumberbatch, he's actually really good at covering accents. Yeah. But the only one he can't do is straight American. Just standard accent. American. And you see it in in your Gerard Butlers. You see yep. it in in House MD. You yep. see it yep. even in Liam Neeson, where it's just the uh, the worst is if you ever see Christoph Waltz do an American accent. Oh, really? And it's just you're because. Because we do vowels differently, that's yeah. essentially yep. what defines any accent. They wrap their mouth around the vowels, and yeah. like as soon as she pointed it out that that's like a standard skill, yeah, I can't unhear it. Yeah, and he he does that. He, yes, he's good when he does other accents. Uh-huh. His problem is he just looks like a fucking British butler, <laughs> yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, but yeah, he's it's they wrap their. I have to enunciate everything yeah. so that I can hide my own accent, yeah. and it's just that. Well, and then he's also because I don't recall him actually having a voice that's in this lower register mm. either. So he's both doing that thing to get rid of the vowel sounds, mm. and also has decided that Americans all speak like this. Mm. It like doesn't make any sense, it's just, and it and it's nothing. It is like the definition of like a void. It's gone. Yeah. And what's weird is if he's supposed to be this like playboy cocky right. character, I never bought that anyone in the world of Doctor Strange viewed him as anything but like who's this fucking dweeb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this total Get this nerd dweeb? out of my face? Yeah, it's it's yeah. so weird. Yep. You know who's really good at accents? I think the best accent worker working today. Andrew Garfield. Oh, interesting. He is everything I've ever seen him do that he does even the slightest accents. It just feels real. Yeah. Even in Breathe, he has, like, he's some sect of British in that. But they gave him these big buck teeth. And because the guy who he plays had them and he owns it. Yeah. It's wild. That's cool. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts on Ragnarok? Do you want to Ragnar talk about Ragnarok anymore? Yeah, before we Ragnar wrap it up. (laughs) Um,. I don't know. I, I I really did like it. I did I thought too. It was good. I do feel the limitation that that they are undercutting the Thor thing. Yep. But I get why they did it. Yeah. And I think that in a situation where you kind of have to do that, they did it well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Re- oh, you know what? Here, here's my final thought. We didn't talk about the Mark Marlar's boss score. Oh yes. Which is it, it is. I truly think the first Marvel score that I like was actively listening to as I was watching the movie because it was so good and it was so engaging and it fit the movie so perfectly. It hit that 80s arcade yep. uh, design of the trailers yep. with all the pew pew yeah, the yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It hit that. Um, yeah, and there was just... I, I will listen to this score. Me too. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's not just busy. Ba, 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 yeah. ba, ba, ba. I don't give a fuck about any of the Marvel scores. Yeah. I, I never have. I, I actually think that's one of the bigger problems with them. 
these are huge characters. They should all have distinct, huge themes that we mm-hmm. know. And we I, none of them have that. This had a very distinctive score that fit the movie very well, and I just lo- I was like actively listening to it as we were watching mm-hmm. the movie. I fucking loved it, and it it fit. It wasn't like we talked about in the last episode. It wasn't like a manipulatory score right. where it's like telling you what to feel because right. the actors all did their jobs. But yep. it just yeah, it worked, and it's like it's very and it's actually more Mother's Ball e oh yeah than a Mother's Ball score has been in During a long the time. Closing credits, I was like, this is the Rugrats theme. It feels <laughs> like, yeah. But they also brought in, I believe they brought in the uh, the piano riff from oh, you the me, Incredible yeah. Hulk TV show. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, and it was during that moment when he's trying to, you know, the sun's going down yeah, and then yeah, Hulk yeah. smashes him yeah, all yeah. over the place. That was a great moment, too. Yes, it was. Even that, though, like that arena, I wish felt more like a real oh, arena. Oh, my God, yeah. I know. And I was actually, it, it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, I do want to compliment YTT where I can. There were more moments than I expected in that big arena battle where it was like, oh, there's actually dirt under his feet that he's yes. moving and yeah. stuff like that. that but stuff was still, cool. it just looks like fucking nothing. It mm-hmm. looks like a fucking Mortal Kombat level. It's not, you know, it. Um, because it, it literally is nothing. Yep. It's it was just built later yep. after the fact, yep. and yeah, I mean, kudos to the actors for being yep. able to act around that. That's got to be. I'm impossible. amazed every time I see these movies yeah. that these actors are so good at that. Mm, I couldn't do it. No, I would never be able to do no. it. But it's you know, I, guess, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm a terrible actor, no matter what. <laughs> but yeah, I think the score was really good, and we talked about this, and I'm gonna put this out to our listeners because if anyone is dorky enough to know if this is a fact, I just there's too many movies to go back yeah, and please. watch it. Was Immigrant Song and its usage in this movie the first needle drop soundtrack thing that that didn't ultimately become diegetic to right. the movie? Because we know, you know, obviously you have a ton of needle drops in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. but I'm pretty sure 100% of the time we're very aware that the They're characters are playing it. those songs in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we have this discussion. We can't remember if in Iron Man the, uh, the ACDC stuff is diegetic or not. I think he was like playing it. Might in be his in helmet. the limo or in the helmet yeah. or yeah. Because I know at the beginning of Iron Man three, it starts off with a blew yeah. his house with, yeah. and it's great. And then it opens that they're at a party in right. 1999, and when that song, do I want to call it? A, yeah, I guess <laughs> I definitely. That when that was big enough to be yeah. playing, and it was playing. So yeah, so I am curious. I wonder. If, if a listener knows, I would love to get that email that says like, yeah, you guys are right. That's the first non-diegetic needle drop mm-hmm. or not. It works amazingly oh, in this great. movie. Nothing is more exciting than Immigrant Song. Yep. If I was going to save the day and or vandalize a house, I'd want that song playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's the best. It works Nothing so good. Nothing gets you jacked yeah. up like that. Yeah. And it is amazing, actually, that otherwise it is a score. Like yep. It has that one needle drop. It gets used effectively numerous times. And then otherwise a score. That's actually kind of an odd thing, I think, to have it's the one needle theme. drop. That yeah, yep. It, well, it's in that way it borrows once again from Wonder Woman. True. She's the first of the. I mean, Hans Zimmer's Superman score is sort of a theme, and right. they do in all of the uh, DCU movies. They do lean on that riff, and they revisit it. It's become sort of, but it's it's not the John Williams right. Superman theme, like. Yeah, they use it to show him, but like I could hum it to you because yeah. I love that score, but yeah. Everyone can hum you the the John I almost said John Stewart the John Williams Superman yeah. score. Um, no one can hum you the John Stewart Superman score. No, it's uh it's, he's not a musician. He's not great. Um, but the uh, yeah, like, but everyone knows Wonder Woman. She's the yeah. first superhero in ages that has a theme. Yeah, and that's really cool. Yeah. And so the uh, immigrant song is actually kind of similar to her theme. It is actually yeah. We were and thinking about so that. So it's like. Instead of giving him a score, giving him a theme song, 
serves the same function yep. and is really cool. It's and it and works like, great. It works really well. Yeah. And the fact that it was all of the marketing. Yeah. Anytime it kicks in, we had that moment of just like, oh, oh shit, here, here it comes. Yeah. Oh, it's a big fight. So. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and actually, uh, compliments to YTT's action direction. I, I actually yeah. thought the action in this was pretty clean, especially clean. for a Marvel movie. It was clean. Mm. I knew it was happening. It was good. The downside wasn't that you couldn't see what was going on, because you could. The downside was it was a lot of some human actor fighting nothing. Yeah. Yep. And that, but even that, like, yeah. it was barely an issue. I even thought, like, Hela's powers were actually kind of cool oh, and so creative cool. and neat. Yeah, I, you know, I, I liked this movie. I, I did, too. Yeah, it, it was fun. Um, I, I wish Marvel would let a little more auteur bleed into what they're doing. That's my yeah, big takeaway. That's take where away. this succeeded most. Yep. was in the most. I mean, that's where any of them succeed. With, with Spider-Man, the one scene, the that best was scene in the movie was just two people sitting in a car, yep. which is why you got that's, the director. That's why you got John Watts? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yep. and that was the best moment, and everybody talks about that. Yep. Nobody talks about the phenomenal plane sequence. Yeah, at which the I end, loved, which but, was awesome. But yep. I mean, that's no. It was nothing new. Yeah. Uh, so it's. Yep. Yeah. So, Thor Ragnarok. I think people should see it. I know you're going to, so I don't know why I'm even trying to recommending it. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I really enjoyed it, and uh, truly the best thing about this is that it got Waititi's foot in the door in American filmmaking, and I think Mm -hmm. that's a really cool thing that could lead to some great stuff. Oh yeah, well, where it's already like, what's funny is the announcement that he was making Werewolves. Yes, Uh, that that's been an announcement. Yeah, we've known about that a long time. Yeah. But it's now news. Yeah, right. Um, it, and it's been on all of the the yep. film sites and yep. stuff. Even though it's not a new scoop or anything. No, yep. But it's just it's, people know him. So yeah, let's, let's yeah, put yeah, this yeah. back out there. Yep. Like this is actually going to happen. And of course, it was always going to happen. But now it's going to happen with urgency. It's yeah. going to happen yeah. with a little bit of money. A little fanfare. I wish Reese Darby showed up in. Uh, uh, in I was kind of waiting so for him yeah. to show up somewhere in this. Maybe he did. That's I, I know. Maybe he was He's, one of the the mocap characters. Yeah. I don't know. He's so good. Yeah, I love I him. I love that. What trailer before the movie did he show up in? Welcome to the Jungle. Jumanji. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. man. I can't wait for that. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be it's so gonna be fun. I could watch The Rock and Kevin Hart yeah. do anything together. Because uh-huh. like that Central Intelligence movie, yeah. the movie is not like anything special. Right. It is very just a bare bones script for them to be Run of the mill. That movie could have been 10 hours long. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, they're just so good together. Yeah. I will watch them do anything. And then throw Jack Black, yeah. the most... The, the wildly appreciated and yet still the most underappreciated performer yeah. of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so Agreed. Yep. That I can't wait for I'm that. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Not even reluctantly so. Nope. No. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. I, I really don't think I'm anyone in for has it. cynicism to go after. That's not like Jumanji is this like, lo- beloved property. Yeah. I'm in for it. Yeah. I'm totally in. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, man. Jack, uh, Jack Black. <laughs> As a teenage girl, is the funniest that, fucking thing in the world. That should be the dumbest thing ever, and yep. it makes me laugh so much. Yep, it's like, so good. It also like it's even written the way like you or I would write a teenage girl, yep. like oh, my phone. Exactly, but that's but what you need Jack something Black about for. him. <laughs> like it just fucking works for me. Yep, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't wait for that shit. <laughs> my God, uh, you got any recommendations or anything you want to throw out? I think we're ready to, to yeah, wrap here. I'm ready to wrap it up. Oh shit, it's seven o'clock. Yeah, um, I uh, I don't have any real recommendations since the last time, since we literally just recorded a couple days ago. I don't have anything new to throw out to people. I've seen a fair amount of things. Um, I mean, of course you want to go see Florida Project. Yes, uh, people should go see Florida Project, and that uh, should be playing at a theater near you by now. I will say, um, oh man, I saw a lot of good things. 
I guess the uh, the the big one I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward if we're talking about if we're talking about using an an auteur to succeed mm-hmm. in a pre-existing uh, sandbox, the Spearig brothers did Jigsaw. Oh yeah, right. And it's it's not good in right. the same way that all Saw movies are not good, <laughs> but like they really get the formula yeah and so like and i like it's not a kind reboot. of oh yeah it's it's fun they made the movie predestination that yes. i think you and i were, were kind of on board that's where for. it's disappointing is yeah. as a follow-up to predestination like what is this yeah. but if now that they've been paid for this yeah. it's cool uh jigsaw i saw it on on a whim thanks movie pass because uh-huh. it was i was bored and alone on halloween and I was like, <laughs> All right, let's go see what a horror movie yeah and since I had already seen the snowman, <laughs> I uh, and Geostorm, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jerry Butts all day. Jerry Butts, baby. I went to see Jigsaw, and like it's weird because it is sort of a reboot. Yeah, um, it's not right, right, but right, right. It has that whole thing where it's like trying to just put a new shine on an old piece of shit. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it is. Those movies do not play fair with right. their twists, where they go, it was actually this, yeah, and this is why. And yeah. It's like, you have to actually give me the this is why pieces, or yeah. else it doesn't work. Yeah. But now that that's become the brand, mm-hmm. this one is just all that. Yeah, yeah. It's just retcon on retcon, and it's very not heavy on the like long, drawn-out torture. It's more yeah. into the Rube Goldbergian traps. <laughs> and so... Oh, and it's also about four and a half, five minutes long. Oh, good. So it's one of those movies that... I, I will never call it objectively good, yeah. but I had a terribly great time seeing it, yeah. especially with a decent crowd. So, yep. yeah, check that out. All right, Jigsaw. Yeah. Cool. I think it works uh, adjacent to Ragnarok because they're, you know, these guys are good filmmakers that yep. are good in the genre that just... I've got a quick brand that I can do, and yeah, it's cool. Fair, all right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah, How about let's you? wrap it up. Yeah, um, uh, you can find us on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's with the numeric two. Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Email us I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Did I say that multiple times? Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie at I Like Two Movie. I don't for some reason I feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It's all good. Uh, we're on Libsyn. Find us on iTunes. Leave us a rating. You can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, Letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. And I'm on FarsightedBlog.com. And uh, I think I may be coming back to that Entertains.com occasionally. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I think Kevin's getting that back up and running, so that should have some more of my stuff on it too. Awesome, awesome. I am at Dan Scully everywhere. Letterbox, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, Cinadelphia.com Got a lot of good stuff coming out there And all of my film festival coverage Is now available at Findy.com That's P-H-I-N-D-I-E So check that out uh, Might be some more stuff there in the future Working on that shit Yeah uh, Yeah, check all that shit out Shit is good I believe uh, we're going to be delving into some uh, tag team reviews. Mm-hmm. So one of the first ones that we will be launching is Ryan and I are going to tag team Justice League. Oh, awesome! Um, that way we can keep each other in check over love, love or hate. So that should <laughs> That's be a good idea. Should be cool. Yeah, That's fun. Uh, well, Dick knows everybody. That dude has a <laughs> dick where his nose should yep. be, and it, today it was it was confirmed. It's real. He's a real man with a real dick, really where his real nose should be. Can we take another hour or two (laughs) to talk about this guy's dick? (laughs) I could. Yeah. I'm incredulous. I can't. uh, My brain is broken from seeing a dick nose. It's so crazy. Do you think he just like puts his his crotch up to flowers to sniff them? He's like, I don't know. 
he just yeah i mean actually that might be a benefit to him in some way he doesn't have to lean down to smell the flowers so he can just yeah. as he's walking around he gets just to smell walking the flowers. by and zipping yeah. it in but, but you know the alternative is he then pisses out of his face yeah that's so. i'm just picturing him blowing his nose and it's a pee stream so like it just nope. tissue nope. after I'm, tissue is just destroyed i don't by want to picture any of it yeah <laughs> nope 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 you think he has to use toilet paper instead of tissues for, oh, for his nose? Yeah, 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 yeah I think he has yeah, to use yeah. tissues instead of toilet paper for his <laughs> his uh, penis. Crotch nose, area? Crotch, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to tell Folks, it's not a nose yeah, that looks like a you're dick. You're missing the point. I know you are. It's a dick. Yeah. Where his, where nose, his nose should, should be. be. Now, I will, I will offer one concession. Today, yes. I did notice that the dick that he has for a nose was a little bit more nose-like than yes, I remembered. Yes, agreed, agreed. Ever so slightly. Yeah. But not so much that it'll at all bend, you know, it's not going to move the needle anywhere towards nose. We are still firmly on dick where it's, nose should be. It's still got a foreskin and stuff. Like, yeah. it is, yeah. He's re- he's right now. Yeah. that Right now, yep. that man is out there yep. living his life, doing yeah. whatever it Which is he does. Is amazing. That's the best thing about this man. Yeah. Is that he, he is, exists. He's out there. He's, he's a living he's legend. He's doing it. Yeah. He's doing it. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. Uh, my name is oh, man. <laughs> my name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie, and we know that Dick knows loves sure to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie.